Hello and welcome to the MinMax Show, a place about games, friends, and getting better. I am Ben Hansen, joined by Jeff Marchiafava. Hello! And the always present Kyle Hilliard. I'm here. I wasn't here last week, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes no sense. <laughs> we also have Leo Vader! Thank you. Welcome. How's it feel to be back home, Leo? Oh, so sweet, the air. Mm, that's mainly cat fur, I believe. All uh, right. Hey, this is a fun episode of the podcast. I don't care what y'all say. This is a fun one because first half, we are going to be running down the game release calendar for 2021. Even a couple times this very weekend, I was having discussions with a couple of hardcore cool gamers and it came up of like, yeah, what is coming out this year? And I think it'd be nice just to kind of walk through now that we're in August, things are starting to lock down a little bit just to give you a good idea of how you can map out your gaming calendar. Yes, Leo? I was surprised how many releases i'm looking forward to are still to come yeah because you think of like oh the big stuff slipping but it's like no there's still a shocking amount of good stuff here and so we're going to be working our way through that and then back half of the show we're going to be joined by a uh, dear old friend Haley mclean who somehow has never been on minmax stuff it feels like a gross oversight but she was a game former intern then she was a co-host on uh, leo vader's old podcast with other folks uh, game query and now she has a new podcast called game and makeup so it'll be fun to reconnect with her and answer some truly iconic community questions wow. some amazing stuff that people submitted over there on patreon okay so here's the thing we want to run down the release calendar for 2021 but nothing's worse first of all jeff than the sound of my voice absolutely you're supposed 100%. to say no 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 um so we don't want to just be like hey here's this date here's this date so we need to gamify it in some way and if you recall you're a champion if you recall this because we barely did but last year we played release calendars six shooter duel where we each had six shots to fire and to bang on the games that we actually wanted to play but this year we figured well we have people watching us live with the backstage pass here if you got the ten dollar tier you can watch us record live every single week uh with pre and post show content and all that stuff and we figured well let's rope them in in this six shooter duel and let's let them help determine who effectively gets to play these games if you do not claim a game you're not allowed to touch it in fact not allowed to think of it if you think about this game and your excitement for it and you don't win it in this duel murdered leo will murder you including himself if he thinks about a game oh no so we're gonna be running down the calendar and we're going to choose which games we are most excited about, which ones we want to play. Only one person can take it. So you then have to argue for why you should be the proper person, the prim and proper person to play this game. Yes, Leo. I'm, I mean, Kyle, question. Yes. I, I don't remember much from last year. Yeah. But I do remember that Jeff won Halo. Does he still retain We'll get that? to that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, have, I have already prepared my defense for that sir interesting all right we'll get to it we'll get to it okay only one person can come in so we'll figure out who wants all this stuff and then everybody in the backstage pass can help determine who you think deserves these games let's start out august the old doggy days of summer here we got august 16th for the first biggie and look some might argue maybe this isn't a biggie but that's what we're here to talk about road 96 releasing on switch and pc Leo Vader. 
<laughs> he's shot. He's shot. Leo, what is this thing again? Uh, uh, it's a procedurally generated road trip type of indie game where there's a bunch of different paths you can take and choices you can make. And their their log line kind of is that everyone's road trip will be different. Yeah, it's a weird year for procedural narrative. You know, like Wildermyth came out not too long ago. Um, we should talk about it at some point on the yeah. show, but it is kind of like procedurally generated story, kind of like a D&D campaign. And I think it'd be a good one to stream. Maybe we can put it in the poll even next week for New Show Plus or something. But that basic premise of, hey, procedural narrative along a road trip, that's exactly your cup of tea? Yeah, I, I am... Honestly, whenever I read the words procedural generation, it's my interest is piqued about a game. I truly just think it's such an interesting thing to do with games and leans into what uh, I think makes them so special, which is that everyone can have a different experience with the same thing. And like coming together afterwards and sharing the stories of what you experienced and being like blown away by the completely different thing that happened to somebody else. That's just so invigorating to me about games right now. Yeah. Yeah. It op- it often gets a bad rap from people Kyle. like Kyle. Yeah. Those dastardly people. But it's like Kyle is right when it's bad procedural generation. I think we have to acknowledge that it's a tough thing to pull off and it, we shouldn't throw out the entire mechanism with the bathwater just because some people grew it up. Like, and I think it's, it's a mostly new idea, like a concept. And so of course there's going to be a lot of bad people that can't figure it out at first, but it's getting better and better and more interesting as we go on. So yeah, I'm right there with you, Leo, but I'm not going to try and steal your game. So don't worry. Unfortunately, folks, the backstage pass just insists that Jeff, um, get it instead of, this All seems right. unnecessary. Right. He didn't even fire his shot, but my God, Wait, is, this, is this where backstage pass is going to go? Is this like, <laughs> no, th- this is going to be trolling. No, this is just this is Leo. He's the only one to lay claim on road 96. So congratulations. August 16th. We know where you'll be Leo. Chris Fader has a good point. Give all procedural games to Kyle until he gets it. (laughs) Shove it down his throat. Um, Do I shoot Kyle? I think it's unclear. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Instructions unclear. Before we started, Leo, you said that it's more like less about the six shooter duel shooting the games. It's more like we're all hungry little baby birds, greedy baby birds. And the backstage pass people are the ones that get to vote on who actually gets the juicy game worm in their mouth. They're the mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually said that, but whatever. You yeah, I think Leo said it, though, because it was funny. That. There's Jim. no way of knowing who's yeah. Jeff Holmes. You're inspired by me at the very least. So I'm, I always am, in all things <laughs> in life. So maybe instead of bang, we could just make bird sounds? Okay. Okay, um, great. Yeah, tweet. Okay, great. Um, hang on, Kyle. Were you laying claim to Road 96 with that tweet effectively? Oh, no, no, no. I okay, just wanted cool. to try out my tweet. Great. Uh, August 17th on PC only is a game called Humankind that I think is a little bit under the radar. This is Sega's, to have a crude, gross shorthand, this is Sega's Civ. Um, this is their attempt mm. at creating a civilization-style game, which there's not, you know... Maybe in the AAA space, big publishers aren't really trying to take a bite at that apple too much. But it's from Amplitude Studios. It looks promising. I know they've had a lot of beta and a lot of testing out there. So I'm curious to see how Humankind does on August 17th. How you doing, baby birds? I don't know if I'd heard of it. Ah! (laughs) Okay. Uh, August 19th. And by the way, no disrespect to these games if we aren't just clamoring for that worm, you know? 
in uh, disrespect to these games if we're calling them, you know, bird food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, August 19th, uh, releasing on Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC, we have 12 minutes. Jeep, jeep, jeep. Oh my, is Discord not picking up? Oh, dang it. All right. We got three three baby birds ready to eat 12 minutes here. 12 minutes. Uh, Kyle, why are you excited about this? Um, you know, honestly, I like, I, I like, uh, I, I mean, Leo's an expert on this now, but I do like sort of the looping stories in video games. And it's got, it's got a weirdly stacked cast, which makes me think like, oh, they're really like, investing in this thing both literally and creatively you know so i just kind of want to see what it is you know yeah it seems to be a kind of the new maybe not new but kind of the annapurna mold now it's like all right 12 minutes we're gonna get daisy daisy ridley and willem dafoe in this sucker um mr young professor x what's his name james mcavoy uh throw him <laughs> yeah, in there yeah. too um mr split we call him now that's right yeah of course and we stand a legend um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. There's been so much hype about this little indie game experience, I feel like, for, what, two years now? Uh, but Leo, as just an expert on time loops, because of your own personal YouTube channel at this point, that's up your alley? Yeah, I love time loop stories. I've, of course, yeah, recently put many hours into the study of them. And uh, I, for that reason alone, I deserve it. And because I'm a Willem Dafoe stan. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, All right. I, I'm looking forward Willem to this one, but I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could take it away from your hungry bird bellies. So everybody in the backstage pass, let us know, which we yeah, the three Kyle, of us. Kyle, did you make any amazing YouTube videos about time loops recently? You know, just recently. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think. Uh, Forever. Okay, not recently. Let me expand that to ever. Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> okay. All right. But I did really like Palm Springs. I thought that was a very good movie. Okay. So factor that in, Backstage Pass. You got to call it. I liked it it more. I like Palm Springs more. Oh. Oh, Oh, my God. I mean, Leo, I think. I think it honored your video. You have to take this sucker. Leo, I downloaded the uh, Groundhog's Day VR game once and never played it. All right. (laughs) It's kind of evening out. Um, Chris, Chris Fader in the Backstage Pass asks, is there a limit to how many game worms each cohort can get? No, that's for Backstage Pass to figure out, like, who's getting full on these game worms, who's still hungry for a game worm. You have to be just in your proceedings, I believe. But, Leo, you can go ahead. Take 12 minutes, please. Okay, I'm getting full already. All right. (laughs) We have uh, August 20th, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Let me remind you. Tweet, 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 tweet. Tweet. I'm a bird. <laughs> How's this work? I don't know. <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> uh, All right, director's I, cut. I'm really, I'm really genuinely excited for the director's cut because it's like I'm, I'm pretty sure I can pick up my save and play all the new single player content on PS5. So like I get to try the PS5 version and there's new content. So like I'm, I'm really genuinely excited. Even though it is, it is, you know, basically like a deluxe re-release of the game of a, a game that I really like a lot. I'm excited for the Japanese lip sync. The oh, lip yeah. sync matching the Japanese voice track. Because that's how I've been playing that game. And it's very distracting that the lips don't match up. Yeah. All right. I mean, Leo, do you think you'll play through this game with the director's cut? Well, I haven't beaten it yet. So I might finish it with the director's cut. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like you should be able to, which is cool. Like if you've started it on PS4, I think you can 
hop over and finish it on PS5. I think your save moves over and everything. Because if it was like, if that wasn't an option, I, I would actually be less excited. I don't want to have to replay the whole game to see the new stuff. I just want to be able to play the new stuff, you know? Like, right. I think I can do with this. Right. And this is the one that comes with the new island and all that stuff, right? New story yeah. content, everything like there. Yeah, it's going to be cool. New animals, and, I think. Yeah. And Kyle, where was this game on your top 10 list last year? Interesting. It was number one, my friend. Oh, interesting. It was my favorite game. Mm. I mean, at this point, yeah, Kyle, you have to take Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. There's, there's just no debate here. I win. Take it. I, I did, I you guys. Um, August 20th. Hanson, Hanson yeah. at some point, are you ever going to let the community actually make the <laughs> well, choice? Or? They, they should get on the ball with these worms in their mouths and start spitting it out because they're, they're very thoughtful and taking a long time. But, you know, this can't be a four-hour-long bird segment. <laughs> All right. Let us know if you're outraged by these choices, uh, people in the backstage pass. Uh, Shazira says it all sounds fine so far. All right. Uh, all right. August we 20th. Yeah, mommy. <laughs> Madden NFL 22. This is the this is the, the one for 2022. And lo and behold, August 24th on PlayStation 5 and Xbox and everywhere, Aliens Fireteam Elite. The co-op aliens game that Kyle and I technically played a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm not tweeting for this, but I would like to like to query you guys as to whether I should care about this game. I think so. I yeah, because yeah. you like Left 4 Dead a lot, right? I like yeah, I like but but Left 4 Dead is good. I don't know if this one is. That's I think this the is ultimate question. based on our little experience. You know, it was like oh, this is better than I thought. It was going to be. I don't think it's going to light the world on fire by any means. Here's my here's my query for for the group. Is somebody who didn't play a lot of Left 4 Dead back in the day? I find it hard to believe that even with stuff like Back for Blood, that somebody I'm not pointing fingers, but somebody like a Jeffum or a Kyle is going to take the dedicated multiplayer time and get a group of friends together and play this co-op. It feels like we're all nostalgic 100%. about Left 4 Dead, but yeah. who is actually going to convince no multiple friends that. to buy Fireteam yeah. Elite and play it? Leo, I mean, possibly. If, make... if anyone could, it would be Leo, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I didn't Thank make you. a bird noise for that reason, basically. I, I liked what I played, uh, and I'm optimistic about that game, but realistically, I, yeah, I don't think I would have, have time. I don't really play a lot of multiplayer games in general. Sad but true. And if you, if you won't even make a bird noise for a game, then, you know, how much do you care about it? That's exactly what I'm thinking, man. Oh, by the way, uh, thanks to Game Informer for uh, a wonderful rundown of all these release dates. Specifically, Margaret, Margaret over there, I would argue, who has programmed up this entire game release calendar, which is very handy. I think it's just GameInformer.com slash 2021 if you want to check out an ever-updating list. So uh, shout out to Mama Bird Margaret. Um, let's see. August 25th, Psychonauts. Two, Kyle. They're making a second emphatic, one of these. Emphatic tweet. <laughs> All is right. That, wait, is that you throwing your <laughs> that's, that's the, your uh, hat in the I ring? I had something in my throat actually. Um, <laughs> Did you play Psychonauts one? Yes, but it made me very nauseated, and I could not physically get past the milkman stage, so I had to stop oh, there. No. Well, I think I'm a bigger fan because I didn't get sick. So yeah, he's got a, right? he's got a good. That choice. is true. Um, yeah, Kyle, where's your general hype at for Psychonauts two? 
I, I was high. It's one of those games that I'm kind of ignoring at this point. Like, uh, in, in the for the reason that I just want to go in as as blind as possible. Like, I'm not watching trailers or anything like that. I just I'm really excited to pick up that story. Uh, I played the VR game, yeah. you know, and enjoyed it. So did I. Like so did I. A narrative extension. <laughs> oh, oh, dang! <laughs> you can't get me there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. It's also one um, that like. Uh, like I'm excited to play with my kid because she's into Psychonauts. Like we played a bunch of the original uh, within the last year, and um, so I, I'm I I can't wait for that sort of. I, it's been a while since we've had a good like double fine narrative game. You know what I mean? I think the last one was like Broken Age for me. I mean they've released other games with narratives, but like a nice like Tim Schafer really having his hands on this thing. I feel like there hasn't been one of those in a little while. Yeah. Um, may I argue, however, that with um dramamine making a big impact in my life recently every time i'm playing a game that makes me really nauseated which is almost all of them at this point now i have that secret cheat pill and so now i can really like savor psychonauts 2 and dive in and not be scared of it not scared it's going to make me break out in a cold sweat like that original game is and i'd argue kyle i've watched double fine adventure more than you have uh, I'd argue True. I'm uh, <laughs> two-player production. You're more interested fan. in the studio and the sort of development True. behind the scenes. True. I'm invested in Raz's story and what comes next. I'm not interested in how they made it. I just want to know about Raz. What's going on with Raz and his friends? Did you even Raz. know that was his name, Hanson? How dare you? Absolutely, Raz Carsey. I know all the details about Psychonauts. So you can't <laughs> okay, stop what's, me. What's the uh, the camp leader's name? I know it. The guy that, the guy that thinks there's a bear and he's Russian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is it, Leo? Well, actually, I don't know if he's the leader of the camp. Coach Oleander. He's not the camp leader. Go. What? Who's he just leader, named the character. Look, the point is, we're looking what's forward the, to Psychonauts. What's the professor's dude. name? The one that looks like Frankenstein. Likes bacon. I don't know. I <laughs> look. Do you know Kyle? You could win this game oh, right now. You weren't supposed to ask me. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was bluffing my way through this. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know if there was a professor in it. I'm, both of those <laughs> yeah, were guesses. Right. Yeah. Look, it was 2005. It was a long time ago, everybody. Uh, oh, I think I can swoop in. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is going, I think I can swoop in we it. have several uh, mama birds that insist on feeding Kyle at this point. So I guess Kyle gets Psychonauts too. So I hope you enjoy yeah. it on August 25th. So it's coming out on PC, uh, both Xboxes and PlayStation 4. But as far as I understand, there's not a PlayStation 5 version of it. There's just the Series X version of it. That's kind of like that little Microsoft boost and all that. So should be a fun time. Um, August 27th exclusive to the nintendo switch it's coming jeffum you can't stop this sucker from releasing if you wanted to 11 years since the last full entry in the series here it is jeffum get ready ready. i'm ready to chirp no more heroes three now, this is the point when I wish I had a sound recording of Surreal making a chirp-like sound, but unfortunately, uh, he is not on this episode. So let's just give him that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he gets that. Yeah. It would be offensive for us to take it from him. That's right. Uh, August 31st, uh, August 31st, uh, New World is releasing on PC. The game that we all... Oh, yes, Leo. Tweet. 
Oh, oh, that was a tweet, everybody. A Thanks. game that we're all ready to hate. And, you know, Amazon, people love to dunk on that company left and right. And especially in their, you know, uneven attempts in the game space. And then they released a beta for this. And people were like, this is actually pretty cool. It's like a PvP focused MMO. I'm actually digging this more than I thought. Leo, what caught your eye about New World? Literally nothing until I heard Proximity voice chat was in it, which is so interesting for an MMO. That's it, really? All right. Yeah, that that alone will make me try it. Actually, maybe not because it's $40, but we'll see. Yeah, but I don't think there's a subscription, though. I think it's just that one-time buy and for an MMO. That's you pretty cool. You have to be cool. like a Prime subscriber or something? Or they, and my, that's just totally my tweet should so. get it for me also, right? Maybe yeah. Tweet here? Yeah, I think you're taking it. Yeah, Chris oh, Fader yours, says yeah. that you Congrats. got it. Yeah, congratulations on getting New World. But it is... It's a freaking new world for MMOs out here. Like 2021 is so weird to have the larger storyline being all hail Final Fantasy 14, not based on an expansion just releasing or anything, but just like everybody slowly realizing that game is better and better and better and everybody jumping over there and jumping off the WoW ship. Obviously, Blizzard in the last couple weeks uh, has been, uh, you know, another reminder that like maybe we should go support another company. And then like New World yeah. is an Amazon MMO. And I have like people like, you know, friends of the show, Grant is texting me about it. Like, hey, should I get into this New World thing? That, that's just bizarre. Like it's really making the rounds. Yeah, it's interesting. Final Fantasy 14, I have a friend who plays both and he says, yeah, like Final Fantasy 14 is pretty much just wow. Except now people can play it without feeling tremendously guilty. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> By the way, is it uh, the Matrix, Leo? I feel like that cat's tail has walked by the camera like four different times, oh. like deja vu here. They're coming for you. <laughs> he smells the birds. Oh, my God. Um, uh, uh, all right. Does, does Final Fantasy fourteen have a subscription? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But they, you know, they have like 346 day free oh. trial at this point. <laughs> like they're doing well, anything also, they can. Actually, like you can play. It's, it's uh, story gated. You can play for free for a long time. But then when you hit a certain point in the story, you have to start playing. And gotcha. I'm, I'm, from what I understand, that that path to get to that point in the story is substantial. Is, is that just the like the difference here of like MMOs making a big splash again? Is that most of them you just don't have to pay for now? Could yeah. be interesting. Yeah, maybe. I think there's also like a lot a, of nostalgia. Like, an, uh, like a recurring subscription thing? Yeah, it could be. Just people are getting smarter about dishing that out. Yeah. Um, all right. September 1st, there's an indie game called Lake that was shown off during E3. Um, it's coming out to uh, PC in the Xboxes. Um, was that a sound, Leo? Tweet. Wow. Tweet. That's my birthday, so I get it. Oh, okay. Interesting. And this is the one where you play as... A mailman wandering around and delivering mail, but it looks beautiful. Believe at it. At a lake? Not. It's around a lake. <laughs> I'm trying to recall based on the trailer I saw during E3, but yeah, you return to your home to deliver mail for two weeks. All right, take <laughs> it, Leo. That that's an indie game forever heard. It. Congratulations. Happy on birthday, taking Leo. Lake. Thank you. Uh, September seventh, we have Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. If you recall, this is the one with kind of the mechanical looking bunny. Side-scroller? Yeah, side-scroller. It kind of looks like a good playing Abe's Odyssey or something, but action, stylish action 2D side-scroller. I'll I'll cut you off there and just tweet it, Hanson. I'll make the bird noise because this this was on my list. I think it looks cool. I don't have like a big... uh, 
like big push for why I want to play it, but it's sure. like this looks interesting and I want to try it, you know. And you know when you're like bird watching and then you have your binoculars and you just look at a tree and then a bird in the tree says, "I'll make the bird noise." <laughs> Sweet. There it is. Take it, Kyle. Congratulations. Chirp. Um, Let's see. We have September 10th, Life is Strange, True Colors. Life is Strange, True Colors. The third Life is Strange game. I know Haley McLean, friend of the show, will be on later in this very episode. Is very much looking forward to it. This is the third entry where the superpower is empathy. Seems great though. Seems great. No I'm harm sure done. I'm sure it'll be great. I just sure, I didn't yeah. play the second one, yeah, so what I even you're going to be lost. Going you're going to be lost. Yeah, I, I only got about halfway through the first one. I did yeah. like that first one a lot, but I think I might have tapped out. If this one is like off the charts review wise, I will happily jump into Life is Strange: True Colors. I would love to watch a great crew play through mm. Life is Strange: True Colors, like from your own, YouTube. like from first person. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, September 9th, just to go back in time a little bit, there is the Artful Escape, which is another Annapurna joint. Have you? Do you remember this one? Have you seen this one? You play as like a kid in a band who has like a alter ego, um, and they just revealed that Jason Schwartzman is in it and Carl Weathers. It's very Wes Anderson-y. It, it looks really right. cool, actually. Um, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take Artful Escape. Artful escape for me, please. You got it. All right. It. Thank you, everybody. Uh, then we have September 10th, we have Lost in Random. This is the EA publisher thing. Uh, EA's been on a really good streak for releasing these uh, smaller indie games recently. This is the one that is a 3D platformer. It looks almost like a darker double fine game in a lot of ways. It's interesting that it's coming out so close to Psychonauts 2. And then the big hook here is that it's card-based for certain elements of the platforms. Yes, Leo? Yes. We saw the same thing, and that seemed to be what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, fiction-wise, like, it looks cool, cool world, cool story, but the, the card element, just personal preference, kind of turns me off. So It's I'm, interesting. Oh, how how least cards play into the platforming? You'll have to go back and watch that EA play to try and uh, figure. I think it's like no. You tell me now. It's something and do it about. Politely, I remember <laughs> you can like roll your dice because the die is like your little buddy companion thing, and then you'll do more damage based on that. And I forget what the cards do exactly, but something in that there arena as well. Different attacks and stuff are definitely on cards. They're coming up one at a time. Your spells you can do. Yeah. Now Neil Smith is getting nice and freaky in the backstage pass. Uh, he says that the tweets have been okay, but I'm not seeing the bright red gullet of each cohort that signals where I should regurgitate the game worms. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll have to show them uh, next time around. Oh, wait, Kyle, oh. is that you claiming Lost in Random? No, I don't want to. I'm good. Okay, great. Um, September 10th, we have NBA 2K22. I'm sure it'll do well and so well. And we'll all move on with our lives. Uh, then also September 10th, we have Tales of Arise. Sportscapes get such a bad rap. <laughs> I know, I know. That, I know. That and Madden are going to be like the two highest selling games. And those I feel sorry for those teams because it's just a constant treadmill of oh, trying yeah. to update everything. They're always trying to add new improvements, but then they have to do an entire roster of all of the players of the actual sport. It's It's an insane achievement. And I appreciate all the work that they put but into But we're not games. showing you our gullet for it. We'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, Sorry. All right. September 10th, we have Tales of Arise releasing on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. 
And to that, I say, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh, sorry, I just it just came to me. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. Like, I really liked Tales of Destiny two and Tales of Symphonia, and I have dabbled in the Tales series ever since. But I haven't finished one since Symphonia, which seems crazy. But you know, uh, it's Game Informer's new cover story. I listen to the Game Informer Show podcast with a friend of the show, Kim Wallace, talking about it. And it seems like they're trying to take some big swings, go for uh, some big overhauls of the systems overall. And just the idea of like, okay, first next gen Tales game. I'm I'm rooting for him. And I don't know. I'm good for one big JRPG a year. And I don't know what else it would be if it wouldn't be this. So I'll eat that worm. Thank you very much. Enjoy it. I will. Oh no. Now I'm full. September 10th, we have WarioWare Get It Together releasing on Anson's Switch. Full. I'm not that Everyone full. know that Hanson yeah. can't eat anything else right now. I'm not that chirp, full. Chirp, chirp. This is like, there's always room for like well, Come on, ice it was cream. a JRPG, Hanson. You're full for yeah, like the next four months. Oh, God. But yeah, chirp for WarioWare. Get it together. Who's chirping on this bad boy? Me, chirp. I'm chirping. I'm chirping this sucker. Jeff um, apparently forgot where his bird mouth was. It's really startling. I got, I got lots of games on my list. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I was looking at the wrong year or yeah, what. Yeah, this is 2021. Um, WarioWare, get it together. Um, I am very excited about this game. I am very much looking forward to it. I'll be playing it on day one guaranteed. But as we mentioned, I'm still... Hold on, don't get ahead of yourself. You're not yeah. allowed to. If, if You'll play when it on I day it. one or you'll forget that it exists. Otherwise, you will be smoking. <laughs> oh, no. Kyle, how are you feeling about WarioWare? Get it together. I can't wait. It's it, They could have called this game WarioWare on Switch. And I and they, <laughs> that's all I needed. Like, I just... Sure, give it to me. Uh-huh. Okay, and you're saying I, you have I, no trepidation about the changes this time around. Yeah, see, well, I, I, I would have tweeted, but it, but it's that fact that you're a little Wario or whatever in there on on every single mini game. I don't want that. It's true. Shazira points out the message pass. I feel like Hanson had a lot of emotions on reveal and stuff to say, just a lot of joys and concerns. So I'm the, maybe the most emotional about WarioWare, Kyle. I don't know. I adore WarioWare. I I WarioWare smooth moves. I remember getting it bringing it to my friend's house being so excited to play multiplayer and going oh dang it we have to beat single player first and then we <laughs> did and it was a blast time. and then we played multiplayer and then i brought it to another friend's house and i did it again it's pretty impressive and you are going to be playing co-op you're going to be getting it together is your girlfriend going to be into this leo i think she is for sure we love okay. party games like that okay all right between the three of us backstage pass we have one vote for me can't blink says day one hansen will be playing tales of arise instead yes look it's a ding <laughs> i understand it's a small ding on my bird mouth but we still need the final verdict on who's going to be playing this oh shazira says me hell's fury says kyle hey kyle i hate to tell you oh wait oh, <laughs> no, no brian says give it to leo do it for love I'm slowly forgetting about what was that game? I think it was like one of the it was the boss from Super Mario Land 2. It's like his game, I think. Okay. All right. I can't remember. Doing it for remember. love. It's gone from my memory. Leo, because I had a ding against me, we'll give it to you. WarioWare. Get it together. Congratulations. Wow. We'll play it together. I'm killing it. it right now. Yeah, hey, just for the record, Leo, you want to remind everybody of uh, what everybody has? 
I have Road 96 and 12 Minutes. Kyle has Ghost of Tsushima's Director's Cut and Psychonauts 2. I have New World. And Fist. I have Fist as well. And Warrior Wearing. Kyle also has Fist. And Hanson has Tales of Arise and Artful Escape. Okay. And Jeffum is just a skeleton in a nest? I assume assume I'll be able to play a game one of these days. All right. I just... I asked the jury to remember how many games Leo has in his stomach. Uh, September 14th, we have Deathloop finally uh, releasing. Objection. Hold on. Yes. Sure. I'm afraid I will show you right now. It's been on my desk for a year. This is the list from the last time we did that. And as you can see, I'm the rightful owner of Deathloop. Mm. So I will ask you all to get that name and the thoughts of it out of your mouths and brains because I already own it for the end of time. <sighs> the Backstage Pass is the jury. With that. Yeah, they need to make the call. I don't know where this one's standing. I guess if you already locked it in. What can... was your argument for it? You can't remember because it's been erased from your mind, Leo. Oh. I won it, but I am super excited. I have liked all of those games. I especially like the idea that it's all, you know, like a pseudo roguelike this time around, but you're going to be getting better and learning like all of the locations and stuff like that. Kind of piecing together a playthrough sounds more interesting than just another kind of open world or level based, you know, assassinate this guy while you're in this location. I like that whole angle to it. And now just to be clear, Jeff, I'm all for you playing this, but I, I must ask. Will you be playing this game on your high-end PC or on your PlayStation 5? Hey, you know what? Uh, We don't have to talk about that right now. I got time to figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, he's not going to find a PlayStation 5 before this comes out. In fact, may I remind you, he had the opportunity to get a PlayStation 5, and he said, nay, I'm fine because there's nothing that I'm looking for. Like a drug addict, come on, man. Like a drug addict. He passed on the opportunity for Deathloop. I say that opens it up. It's fair game now. No, hey, hey, I agree with all this, but the rules are the rules. You're just going to look at a case. (laughs) You can't even argue, Hanson, because you don't know what game we're talking about. Because it's been erased from your mind for eternity. What are you going to do? Paint the code on your wallpaper? You got nothing. it's all the more tragic that I may not even oh. play it, but the rules are the rules. I don't think there are rules in this scenario. What, you shot it last time and now it's a worm that you also <laughs> get to eat? I think they're separate. The game has been erased from your mind. You don't even know what we're talking about anymore. All right. I guess we don't know what anybody's talking about. Moving on to September 21st. I could have sworn I almost tasted a worm. <laughs> maybe strange. maybe you're thinking of this one. It's Kenna Bridge of Spirits, releasing on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC on on September 21st. Action RPG, action adventure might be a better way to put it. The animation looks wonderful. The art looks wonderful. Oh. Chirp, oh. chirp, chirp. Oh. Chirp. oh. We got some baby I'll go bird ahead, I'll go ahead and uh, plant my stake in that I do have a PlayStation 5, so I can play Kenna Bridge of Spirits. It's also on it's PS4. Also, PS4. also PS4, to be to be fair. I can play the best version of Kenna Bridge of Spirits. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Kyle, what have you excited about Kenna Bridge of Spirits? Uh, I just love me a good, like, narrative, you know, action-adventure game that, you know, has a lot of production values and and great animation. Like, that's just... It just looks great. I I just really want to play it. I like that genre, you know, whatever you want to consider it, like where you're sort of action growing your character over the course of a story. 
I'm into it. Action I can definitely see Kyle passionately explaining it to us in the game of the year debates. I can see that too. As Leo checks Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's pretty good these days, by the way. You guys should really check Twitter out. It um, says a bird. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shazira says, I see Kenna for Kyle. That feels right. I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, despite your passionate plea on behalf of Kenna, yeah, it's honestly, slipping from your hands. It just kind of it looks pretty. Okay. And I don't know much beyond but beyond that. All right. Now here's one that it'll take a very brave soul to chirp. September 23rd, releasing on a PC, Diablo 2 Resurrected. The hot new Blizzard joint. This is <laughs> this is a saga of Diablo over the last five years. Just think of that roller coaster ride. Even just like Diablo since the release of Diablo 3 has just been in the gutter with the launch of Diablo 3 with the auction house stuff, Error 37, all that funky stuff. Climb back out till everyone says Diablo 3 is actually great now. You guys should really check it out. Then they announced Diablo Immortal. Everybody says, I will now light myself on fire in protest of this mobile game. Then they announced Diablo 4. People got excited. Then Diablo Immortal was in a test phase and people were like, actually, it's pretty good. It's kind of cool to have Diablo on your phone. Then they announced Diablo 2. People were very excited. Diablo 4 delays. People got less excited. And now a Blizzard is in flames and people don't know what to feel. <laughs> and I was about to say, yeah, don't forget that the state of California sued Blizzard right. for... <laughs> right, <laughs> like, For being an awful place to work that, that needs to be addressed. So the uh, point is, yeah. September 23rd, Diablo 2 Resurrected will release and there will be mini think pieces about, should we be going back to this old game? It'll be an interesting phase. And that's what reminds I've never me. Seen of... baby birds turn down a worm. Like <laughs> it's interesting at a protest. It was the opposite of a bird <laughs> tweet. Is it like a dog bark? Should I dog bark at this one? Everybody I knows say, the opposite just... of a bird tweet is a dog bark. That's in science. I to think. be a little yeah. bit, to be kind of pessimistic. I, I actually was like, I, I just I don't love that genre, and I don't think a remake of Diablo two is going to convince me really. Like I just I don't know. It's yeah, never I'll, been for me. Which I do like that genre, but controversy aside. Like, I would rather continue playing Diablo 3 or wait for Diablo 4 than playing a remake of an older Diablo. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I understand why people would be huge fans of that if that was the one that they played a ton of. I had not gotten into Diablo until the third one, so I have no nostalgia for whatever they did that was supposedly so much better in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 23rd also uh, sees the release of Sable. The indie game we streamed it not too long ago on uh, our Twitch channel. Um, kind of uh, beautiful art, kind of desaturated colors, desaturated purple and blue feels Sable-ish. Um, and then it's kind of going for Breath of the Wild style. Kyle, have you paid much attention to Sable? Yeah, I'll chirp, chirp, baby, chirp. I want to play Sable, yeah. All right, you're taking it, Kyle. Enjoy it. Um then we have September 24th, right. PlayStation 5 exclusive. This is Death Stranding Director's Cut. Erp. Oh, Leah, what is your Death Stranding Chirp. history? Erp. <laughs> uh, I played it for a few hours, and I thought parts of it were cool, but it didn't uh, stick with me, and I feel like it'll be a good excuse to try it again as a yeah. Director's Cut. Because so much, like, the way people describe it sounds so cool the interconnectedness and like building things that are in other people's worlds and vice versa that weird layer of social interaction and i honestly didn't get far enough to see a lot of that so i would like to someday give that game another try 
Yeah, and uh, Sarah Podzorski, MinMax's streaming compatriot, uh, just streamed through the entire thing, and I think uh, naturally streaming the back half of that game is a slog. <laughs> so it's like it is a long journey, but it did remind me that, yeah, I'd like to check it out, but I'll just check out the PC version instead of the director's cut here. Do we, that's do not we know if that's team? like a ghost? I don't know. It seems PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yes. Kyle. Uh, do, we, do we know if, it has, if it's a Ghost of Tsushima situation where like everything I did on PS4, like that save, will that come forward so I can I just know. see the new stuff without having to replay the I game? I would imagine, but I don't know. Um, September 24th so. also sees the release of Lost Judgment. Do I get, did I get Death Stranding? Oh yeah, take it, take it, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, take it. Lost Judgment, the sequel to the side series from the Yakuza series, releasing on PlayStation 5, all the Xboxes, PlayStation 4, all that good stuff. Uh, not on PC, though. Interesting. There's that whole saga about the actor not wanting to be on PC. <laughs> or at least the weird reps not wanting him to be on PC. Um, yeah. Yeah, Lost Judgment. Did anybody play Judgment, period? I played a couple hours of it. Okay. Not uh, bad. Okay. I'd chirp if no one else is chirping. Take that chirp. I'm just going to go in quantity. Mm-hmm. today getting that belly full remember that for the big ones coming up everybody uh we have october 5th super monkey uh, hansen yes sir point of order <gasps> yes sir i believe on september 2nd 2021 you skipped kataria fables what is that it looks like a delightful cute animal rpg with crafting and farming elements mm-hmm. do you want it would you like I'd to chirp it Oh, we got. I don't know if they. I don't know if there are bird characters in there, but I'm gonna go ahead and say chirp, 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 chirp. Wow, he's chirping. <laughs> Kataria Fables, K I T A R I A. I'll put the list of all these games uh, in the description for. It looks really cute. Here. It's coming. It's coming to Switch. It looks like another perfect, you know, kind of sit down and do some farming and run around as a cute little animal character for a while. Yeah, a sword. And confirm, yep. it does look cute. Jeffem is right on this one. Perfect. Okay. Well, then, how about October 5th, though, when releasing on every system known to man, we have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. <laughs> now with Jet Set Radio sure. Future characters? I think that was yeah. like today I saw Yep, that. yep, they added that character. It seems like they're going to be doing more and more of that kind of Sega crossover for this stuff. Um, I love Super Monkey Ball 2, one of my favorite uh, GameCube games. Name every monkey. I, I, baby. Oh, sure. Of course, he starts with I, I. Yeah. Typical. Um, there's baby. There's some unplayable character. I don't Just give it to him. He clearly knows. <laughs> Somebody else chirped. Did they not? I chirped. Did you chirp, Hansel? Oh, I mean, I did more than chirp. I, I monkey chirped. Ch- chimps can chirp. chirp. Yeah, they chirped uh, for mating. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, was uh, made a pretty compelling argument so far. He knew the look, he knew the I names love monkeys. Them. I love balls. What more can I say? Have you ever I've, played there are a bananas monkey? in there? I eat a banana every day. Have you played a monkey ball game? Yes, of course I've played monkey ball games. Why would I be chirping? I, if I well, didn't play I monkey wouldn't ball? be able to tell from your love. Uh, but I'm excited for all the mini games to come back. You got the monkey ball bowling. You got the big ramp thing and the monkey flying, where you unhook the little capsule and go land on the target. I think this is going to be a delightful little experience in early October. Oh, please, um, monkeys! I can't tell which of you two is more likely to experience banana mania in your life. <laughs> 
I do feel like Jeffem would look funnier if he put his ears out and puffed out his cheeks like a monkey. And <laughs> yeah. hey, I like Give that. it to him. Give it <laughs> oh, to Jeff him. Uh, Jeff him. It. All right. Uh, October seventh, we have Far Cry Six releasing on Stadia and Mac and PC and all chirp. everything else. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Oh, 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 oh. whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, chirp, 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 chirp. Um, Leo, what do you got? Why are you so pumped for Far Cry Six? Uh, you know, I, it's Far Cry is such a known quantity. If they surprise me, great. If not, I'll still have a fine time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm in the camp of it's been a while since I've really sunk my teeth into a Far Cry game, even though it feels like, oh, they're releasing those every four months for a period there. It certainly felt like, especially with like the DLC for five, which I played a couple of those, and they were cool just to have like a self-contained little Far Cry experience. I'm always a sucker for a kind of abbreviated version of that. Um, but I'm I'm in the mood to help you, dude. I'm excited about Far Cry 6. Yeah, the, the gap since the last one definitely makes me more more ready for it. It's disappointing that it won't have a map editor, though. Like, that was one of the most interesting parts about 4 and 5. Oh, yeah? You got into that? There were people remaking Shadow Moses as an outpost, as a snowy outpost that you'd clear like Far Cry. Yeah. And unfortunately, Kyle is frozen, so I think Leo, I think you can take it. I think uh, I think your passion for Far Cry 6 is overwhelming. I DDoSed him. Yep, nice. Take it, Leo. It's all yours. And then, lo and behold, on October 8th, the Nintendo Switch exclusive comes out. And Jeffem, if you're not able to guess it, you don't deserve a shot. Yeah, of course okay. it's Mario Dread. Mario oh, Dread. Oh, you know what? That's, that's a knock against him right Dread. there. No, you said Mario <laughs> Dread. So Dredd. I, I'm going to go ahead and pounce on you, and I'm going to take. You think of Mario Dredd. Andretti? <laughs> of course, <laughs> Metroid didn't get any better. <laughs> All right, yeah. Who's all chirping for Metroid Dread? Chirp, 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 chirp. For Metroid Dread. All chirp, right, chirp, chirp, chirp. all right. Uh, Kyle, where are you at? I mean, Kyle did just replay Fusion to get prepared for Metroid Dread. That seems pretty god darn convincing. And I and I played in in 100 completed Samus Returns. Which makes me a Super Metroid fan. Wait, That's right. Uh, a Metroid what fan about the super. actual Super Metroid? Kyle? Yeah, a game I've also played. Is it your favorite in game of all time? No, I call. Okay, this guy—he's playing a crooked game. <laughs> he also would argue that Super Mario World is his favorite game of all time. Yeah, it's it's actually not yeah. my. All right, Super Metroid like number three. <laughs> Jesus, is it, can you beat number? Can you beat third favorite game of all time, Kyle? Well, how about this? I really love Mercury Steam, and I think Castlevania Lords of Shadow is incredible, and I'm always rooting for that, that studio. Does not have their count head. one bit. Go play a Castlevania game. <laughs> All right, you're done. <laughs> Pop quiz, Kyle. Name another Mercury Steam game that isn't Castlevania Lords of Shadow Two. Yeah, uh, and then the Raiders of the Lost Planet that got renamed to something else, and then um, Metroid. Samus Returns. It was renamed to Space Lords. I'm sorry, oh, I was and, looking and, for the name uh, Space Castlevania, Lords. Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate. There you go. Boom. <laughs> I mean, your face. done deal. Kyle, you deserve Metroid Dread. Yeah. Is the audience ever going to get to vote on something, or have you just... <laughs> well, if you want audience input, land it's now. Kill Slayer saying King Hansen is going to just... Hey, let me tell you which way the king's judging. Kill Slayer in the backstage pass says, Jeff, I'm disqualified himself no worms for liars so if you want the people to vote that's the way you're going buddy 
Also, he called it Mario Dread. Like, I, exactly. Get away. And lied about I was it being so his favorite game. That I knew no. what the game Moving was. On. I stumbled a little bit. Moving I got the on. Dread gavel, right. gavel, gavel, gavel. <laughs> Back for again, blood. Jensen has made himself the judge, apparently. No, the people are judging you. I want democracy. Oh, oh my God. That's what there the shirt we go. Says. Oh, God. The point is that October it didn't 12th. Work for me, Jeff, I'm the thing. <laughs> Back for Blood's One releasing on piled? October 12th. Three. This is the Left 4 Dead style game. Yes, I'm uh, cheaping from... for that too. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Um, I'm looking. You can for... have it, Jeff. <laughs> I love Turtle Rock more than I love a Left 4 Dead style game, so it's a little bit like one of those uh, Double Fine situations where I'm rooting for the studio in a big bad way. Uh, but Jeff, I'm back for blood. Will you play this with a group of beloved peers? Maybe. <laughs> what are you going to do? He doesn't want to get caught another lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a lie. Oh, I'm Lord. being honest, but it depends on if other people are actually playing it. Okay, if if I swear to God, if I got this game with you, Jeff Oman, you're making the case that I shouldn't be able to. If I got this game and I texted you on a Wednesday at 7 p.m. and said, will you play Back for Blood with me tonight? Genuinely, I put the odds of that at 1%. No, I would actually play that. All right. Because I am actually looking forward to it. All right. Well, then take it, buddy. It's yours. Back for blood. Enjoy. Uh, but I will I will allow you to not forget that game comes out. And actually, please, let's let's actually play it. Because okay. I don't. I'll schedule that text for Wednesday um, at 7 <laughs> o'clock. Uh, October 22nd. Uh, I'm busy that day, guys. Just ahead. <laughs> I figured. Yeah, October 22nd, we have the release of Battlefield 2042. Sure. It's a scary bird. That's my military chirp. Chirp. <laughs> uh, all right, Leo, what do you got? Why are you so excited about 2042? Um, I'm, I've been loving Battlefield 5 lately, and honestly, uh, I'm not into World War II as a setting that much, and I'm you know loving it despite that because it's so goofy still. Yeah, but the idea of a futuristic setting with grappling and more interesting powers, more modern levels, not to mention the, um, what's the what are they calling it? The portal. map creator stuff. Yeah, portal, portal, portal. Yeah, uh, portal is gonna be a ton of fun. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I, I'm excited to play it too. But Leo, I can't take this from you. Shazira said it feels very Leo. So I mean, just my headshot rate alone. Yep. Cheddar yep. me this one. No doubt about it. Um, October 26th, coming to um, every system, including the Switch. I forgot about this. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal. Chirp! Ooh. <laughs> we got simultaneous chirps. Kyle, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, good. I, I like... Um the idea of a, you know, like a single player Marvel game. Like Marvel's yeah. Avengers didn't do it for me. I don't really like that style of game, the multiplayer focus. I like the more of the Spider-Man approach where it's like we're making a single player campaign off of these characters that you like. We're telling a unique story. And the Guardians of the Galaxy, in terms of the MCU, are, are probably like my favorite batch of characters. Like I, I'm a loser who didn't really know about them before the first movie. And I really like those movies. And they're like some of my favorite characters of that whole franchise. So yeah, I want to play it. If this game comes out and it gets... Seven five. Will you still play it? Three oh nine. There's a good chance I would still play it. Yeah, 
Like if we're dipping into the sixes or the fives, then it's like oh, I should probably stay away. But like that high seven, mid sevens, like that that sometimes those games that sort of score there still have something for me. Okay, know? all right, Kyle, I'll let that you sounds take like a Kyle game. Yeah, I'll let you take Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. But if you don't play it, so help me God. All I right, would oh, say I, I would I would have mean to group. <laughs> <laughs> I would have uh, gone for the. Avengers expansion, if that was on this list, that's coming out in August. Oh yeah, yeah, the War for, War Wakanda. for Wakanda. Oh really? My, yeah. My, they had a free weekend, and a bunch of my friends are playing it, and they're like, "We're kind of waiting on one of us to buy it before the rest of us decide to." And then the the seal broke, and now they all have it, and I reinstalled it, and it's Avengers time, baby. Wow, and that's still kind of like your podcast zone out, just good time with friends. Forget the story mode, right? That's the plan for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been off it for a while though. That's cool. Um, October twenty sixth. Solar Ash. Chirp. Heart Machine made this game for me, and I thank yeah. them for it. <laughs> okay, what is Solar Ash? Remind us, Kyle. Uh, it's from the studio that made Hyperlight Drifter. Um, it looks kind of in that vein. It might, I think it might even be an extension of that universe. It's just oh, really? very colorful. You're this like character that can climb and leap and like swim across clouds, and there's like you're fighting what looks like Shadow of the Colossus style giant bosses. It's got um, a disaster piece is doing the soundtrack again. Yeah. It's, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. I might be wrong about disaster piece, but I, I, I uh, Hyperlight Drifter is like incredible. And like to see them sort of like go uh, big for the sequel <laughs> with like a 3D action game is like, is uh, I'm into it. Yeah. Kill Slayer says, making fun of me. I don't know. What you froze happened. for a second. You it's, look like you a froze stupid with your baby mouth bird. Open yeah. Like a baby bird. Like a little baby bird. For his uh, Kill Slayer <laughs> says, Ready? Kyle. Here's, here's me ingesting Solar Ash. Ew, 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 ew. Uh, Kill Slayer is my most anticipated game of the year by by a pretty wide margin. Just take it. Just take it. Just take it. Give Uh, it to me. Okay, take the little worm. Uh, October 28th. Be polite about it. Yeah. October 28th, the (laughs) PC exclusive game, Age of Empires 4. Chirp, 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 chirp. Uh, A chirp. I don't want Hanson to have it. Are you Ooh, serious? Why would you do that to me? Why would you? I've been waiting for so long, Leo. Chad, who's cooler? No, oh, you can't say who's cooler. That's not how baby birds get their food. Otherwise, they'd give it to the cool bird who makes good jokes I think that's about probably eating. how it works. That's natural selection, dude. <laughs> Sorry. The coolest get to procreate. That's biology 101. Um, I'm very excited about Age of Empires 4. Um, they released a trailer recently, which is interesting to, to dorks, um, showing off like the <laughs> naval combat. Um, and it's fun because, I don't know about fun, but the fan base, since this game's gameplay was revealed, has been up in arms about the way it looks, saying it looks too kitty, it's not realistic enough, I don't know about this art direction in general. And like the community has lost its mind over this naval combat trailer because like the water physics and just the waves in general people are comparing to the recent remaster of age of empires 3 the game from 2005 (laughs) and the water in the remaster looks like 10 times better than age of empires 4 and it's so fascinating i'm trying to think of any other example where a remaster of a previous game looks better than the new one coming out like it hasn't really happened too much for the industry but outside of that skepticism from the community make this thing look like age of empires online for all i care i'm very excited to jump in i i'm not a uh shallow person oh i will play this game no matter what it looks like and that's why i would like to play age of empires 4 
Can I ask why I felt like this game is perpetually about to come out for the past five years straight? Yeah, because they announced <laughs> it, I think, in 2017. And they kept on announcing it's about to come out for five years straight now. <laughs> I see. Also, That's you're, friends, you're friends with Ben Hansen who finds ways to bring it up all the time. All the right. time, yes. Yeah. Uh, Actually, that's a point for Leo getting it so that it's erased from Hansen's mind and then we'll never have oh. to hear it again. And I promise I won't even play it. Uh, <laughs> Aaron T says, wait, Leo was the one who interviewed CBS's John Dickerson about his love for Age of Empires 2, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Although, Neil Smith is voting in the past. And Chris Vader and Camp Blink. All right, Hanson, Hanson, I'm eating can it. You, I'm eating can it. you I'm name ten it. historic um, armies from Age of Empires Four that are going to be in Age of I, Empires Four? Yeah, I don't think I, they've announced. I, I, baby, <laughs> I, I, baby. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I don't know if they've. I don't think they've announced ten. So it's um, uh, New Delhi, or I guess Delhi. I forget Delhi, India. Eh. <laughs> I'm going with India <laughs> as one. Um, they had the Mongols in there. They had the Britons, the Britons. Um. Oh, the uh, Japanese right, gonna, are in there. If you're going to do this to Hanson, Jeff, um, you name ten Super Metroids. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 just trying to <laughs> look. I'm I giving him an opportunity. Look, this is this is me. Chat says it's me. We're moving he, on. We're he moving on with Delhi, for Christ's sake. That's so. what's going to sound like Delhi. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's a deep cut. Hansen. All right. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm on your side for this one. <sighs> We're really capturing the energy of a bunch of chirping baby birds fighting each other for food. And I yeah. think that's a big success of this segment. That's what the iTunes review said. One star. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of hungry baby birds. Uh, all right. October 28th. Apparently, this is a game that's coming out still. Writer's Republic from yeah, Ubisoft. Chirp. Oh. Chirp, chirp, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you actually might be able to race baby birds in this game because they've packed so much into this absurd extreme sports thing. But you're excited about this one, Leo. I am. You know, Steep, I feel like, is the closest comparison. Yeah. Which was all set on a mountain, but a bunch of different sports and hang gliding and stuff. Steep, steep. But I really like that blend of not taking itself too seriously not being too simmy the idea being here's all these different extreme sports activities you can do to have fun the idea of having all those like bmxing and paragliding and all these different things in one package makes it like a very appealing buy for me there we go riders republic take it it's yours october 29th switch exclusive mario party superstars sure wow Take it, Leo. November 9th, Forza, Forza Horizon 5. Trip, 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 trip. I'm very excited for Forza Horizon 5. Uh, I think that game is going to be a delight. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that one. Uh, November 12th, we have Shin Megami Tensei 5. For the record, we didn't talk about it before on the podcast, and um, we got several angry messages about what's wrong with you guys. Why aren't you excited? Oh, then chirp. Okay, great. Take it, Leo. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it, Leo. Uh, It does seem good. Uh, (laughs) Please be cool, (laughs) Shimigami fans. Be cool. Um, November November 19th, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Shining Pearl. Keep, 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 keep. I know. Oh, interesting, Kyle. Silence. Yeah. Uh... I, I'm more interested in the the new Pokemon experiences. Not really interested in looking back myself. Okay. 
There we go. Like Arceus, I would chirp for if we had if that was you know what I mean, or like the next core entry, I would chirp for. But I'm I'm good on replaying Diamond and Pearl. All right. Well, I'm good on it, meaning I would like to do it. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that one. I'll take it. Thank you very much. Uh, November 23rd, we have Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, the 14 expansion that's going to kind of wrap up this part of the story. Seems good. Seems good. But we are not big 14 fans. For everyone. Yep. Seems great for the world. Um, December 3rd, Advanced Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. Cheap. Jeez. Just give it to Suriel. Yeah, Jeff, you better be like <laughs> relaying that to Suriel, or else you're just a monstrous bird. Yeah, I'm was, talking I like was gonna, I was gonna torture him with it. Oh, <laughs> like in a nice way. That, yeah, by it's describing cool. it. Nice way. Way. That sounds so okay, cool. Okay, as long as you're gonna torture him with it, you can have it. Um, December seventh. We real, ha- but real quick, by the way, I, I, I Suriel can have that one. That's his. He deserves it. He's done. He's worked so hard, and he deserves it. But I do want to play that game. Um, like I, I went to try to see if I could download it on my 3DS if like the Game Boy Advance versions were available, and they were not, sadly. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Suriel has convinced me whether he was trying or not that I should, I should give those games a shot, even though I'm not a big strategy guy. Yeah, there we go. His reaction to it was like the most joyous thing I've ever seen on a on a live stream. That was like a true like live stream reaction reacts <laughs> kind of video that you should actually watch, you know? <laughs> Compared to like, our he, other like ones? he lost his mind. He was so excited. <laughs> yeah, he was spinning around like a top. He was out of control. Uh, December 7th, a day that will live in infamy because of the release of this game, Dying Light 2, Stay Human. As we all recall, they they did a lot of testing and they found out that if they call it Stay Human, it's going to sell more. So, Dying Light cheep, 2. Cheep, oh, Jeffum. Cheap, 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 Oh, cheep. interesting. What's, what's well, the case let me, here? Let me, let me tell you guys a little story. Uh, I played through the original Dying Light with Shay while he was reviewing it at Game Informer. And I think I liked it more than he did. Wow. That's and quite that's a my tale. Whole story. That's I also like Dead Island. Um, I'm For some reason, I'm still not tired of zombie games even though i feel like i have no excuse for not being tired of them right but this one i like the parkour of the series i like you know all of the different loot and those kind of upgrade mechanics um i'm still not sure if they're like branching narrative choice decision things is going to work out but i'm i'm in the mood for getting lost in a big open world game with scary zombies well there you go I love uh, precise parkour like that in the first one, skill-based, you know? Ever since Brink, everyone's been pushing towards, you know, hold one, the smart button to go over all your obstacles, you know, Assassin's Creed and everything. But I want it to be a precise thing that feels like I'm skillfully climbing, you know, rather than just pushing up, like Uncharted or whatever. Yeah. I do, too. And I want it more. Okay, uh, chat, you need to make the call. Should Leo get it, or should uh, Jeff? How many get games it? does Leo have at this point? Oh, that's an like interesting point. Them? Yeah, yeah, does yeah. Does Leo have all the games at this point? Mm, Leave me so. something. I mean, he's Leo. probably still going to be playing Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, Can't blink brings up that Jeff. Get off the ground. <laughs> Jeff is hungry. Jeff, I think I think you got to take it with that. Please, yeah, please. give him the worm. Jeff, um, takes it. Congratulations on dying like two. Stay bird. Um, also in December, they don't have an exact release date for it, but uh, Neon White 
is coming out. Uh, the new game from the creator of Donut County. If you recall this game, it's like huh. set in heaven and it's all about speed running and you have cards. They shut it off at the Annapurna Showcase um, last week. But if you recall this one, it's like, okay, you got to get from here to here and you have cards. You can use this card to like fire an extra shot or to be a double jump and you're just shuffling through this deck of cards and it's all about making the optimal speed run. It looks very cool. It, it does, yeah. Switch and PC. Are you chirping, chirp? I'm not going to chirp, but... Chirp. Oh, Leo, my God. All right. This bird's going to freaking explode. Uh, then there are games that are in 2021, but they don't have an exact release date yet. So, grain of salt. These could all slip. We have Axiom Verge 2, which they said is coming out chirp. quarter three. Chirping also. And they, they gave Metroid to Kyle before. Come on, I need one Metroid game. Yeah, Jeff, um, you here's, get it. Well, here's, here's my argument, which, which actually probably will give it to Jeff. Um, I actually never played the first one, and I always meant to. So this is like my chance to like get, you know, to try Axiom Verge without having to go actually, back. Actually, your, your chance like to play Axiom Verge is to just pick up any device because it's on all of them at this point. I, I bought it on my Switch. It was on sale, but uh, I haven't played it. It's hard to play. So, you, so you own it, but you still haven't played it. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a Jeffum joint. You got to even out the Metroid love. Right, take it, Jeffum. I'll take Axiom Verge, too. Axiom Verge. Uh, we have coming out in early right. access this year, Darkest Dungeon 2 on PC. Yeah, sure. All right, take it. <laughs> Um, we have Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, the Battle Royale on iOS and Android, which they were testing back in June. I thought they were, were going to shadow drop it during E3, but... Trip, trip, trip. <laughs> <laughs> He's too full. He can't eat anymore. Uh, I will take that. I will be the first soldier. I will play that for an hour. Uh, then we have the biggie. No one knows what's going on here, but Halo Infinite is still coming out 2021 um, they say point point of order this is oh, this is the God, last this list crap it's, again it's right there we've had this, this argument this is why we shouldn't have established the president I with know, the death loop one i know i know I you know. guys we agreed on it before i already won this case i will say um they had their technical preview over the weekend um a lot of love for it like multiple people in the community here like dunder and noah d uh, yeah, Noah D said he spent over 30 hours playing the Halo Infinite tech preview and he enjoyed the heck out of it. Which is why, see, Kyle's just going to write something. He's going to write it down on a piece of paper. No, and he no, no I just, I looked, I looked through this drawer and I also found that I wrote my name in Halo <laughs> Infinite. So I think, well, let's think go back to the original it, right? tape, Kyle, and see who gave up like a big baby <laughs> Hang on, and I just, didn't want it anymore. I'm, and he said, you know what, Jeffem, you take it because you obviously care about it more and I will, I agree to forget about the game so you don't remember because this you already forgot so about weird I, I just found this tattoo i got last year <laughs> oh it's this halo for me whoa wow <laughs> know what that means that's, oh, that's just for halo 4 though leo that's i'm sorry <laughs> halo oh, okay, for okay. me doctor <laughs> I, I would also like to point out that since the beginning of this i have said that halo infinite is going to get a battle royale mode that has always been one of my predictions right and i saw a recent news story Saying that somewhere deep inside, you know, the betas, data mining, whatever, whatever hackers do, they found a reference to Battle Royale. So they're yeah. obviously making that mode just for me. One line from the announcer, a Battle Royale does not equate. So I'm still skeptical <laughs> about that. But um, all right. Well, Halo Infinite. Did you watch any of the preview stuff over the weekend, Jeff? 
Oh, absolutely. And it looks super cool. <laughs> you idiot. Um, it's interesting, though, Kyle, I don't know if you saw this, but in multiplayer, no more red versus blue. It's just that the op- opposing team has like kind of a vague outline that's either red or blue, just so they can still have cosmetics. So they don't want to like interfere with that since it's going to be a free-to-play Halo game. So it's weird that like cosmetics now supersedes red versus blue. But outside of that, it seems like people are really into it, which is which is cool to hear. Some optimism for yeah, Halo. Yeah, I'm super here. excited to play it, and I'm the only. All one right, Jeff. Um, uh, you can take Halo Infinite because of your dirty, weird rules. Um, oh, <laughs> these were the established rules. Nah, I don't know about that. Uh, Jet the Far Shore coming out on PlayStation Five and PlayStation Four. This Man, is a Super guys, Brothers I, game. I didn't want to do it, but that oh was my the god! Other one. I'm sorry, my entire list <laughs> from right. last year. All right, Jeff. Um, Jeff um, takes Jet the Far Shore. We have Jurassic World Evolution Hold Two. On, wait, can we actually before we can we follow up Jet the Far Shore immediately yeah. with Far Changing Tides? Yeah, just to be super confused. Is that coming out 2021? <laughs> Supposedly, it's another you know up in the air kind of one, but that's a chirp for me. I really like the first one. Excited for the second one. Okay, you got that one, Leo, and is the official stenographer. Far loan sales too. Yes. Far changing tides, not to be confused <laughs> with Jet the Far Shore. Yep. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution two. Chirp. I will chirp. Actually, here's here's what I'll do. <clears throat> Pterodactyl noise. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That's the sound of a T Rex evolving. No, that's a that's a T Rex evolving into a bird through uh, the chirp process. Um, so I'll Beautiful. go ahead and take that sim. It's going to be released on everything. They insist there's no evidence that this will happen, and time has not been on their side. But they insist that they are releasing Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga in the year 2021. But that game has a bit of a saga behind it. Chirp! I don't think it's coming out this year, but I'll I'll chirp that. Uh, I'll I'll play that thing. I'm very curious about it, and hopefully. Well, you're locking it in forever now. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It that's right. Know that. Yep. Uh, let's see. They also say this is coming out in 2021. Uh, Ubisoft's Roller Champions, the roller derby game that they announced years ago. Uh, they did a beta, a playable beta, no less than three years ago, right? Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah. Was Gosh, it was it during E3 happen? that that came out? The beta, yeah, like yeah. the demo, maybe. Of it? Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. I yeah. Think I, I think I actually played it for a video at GI. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody want it? Okay. Good. We have Star Wars Hunters coming to the Switch. That's that bounty hunter. Looks like some sort of battle arena style game. I think it's also coming to mobile. That'll be fun, huh, guys? Um, and then we have on PC, they're releasing the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, which is a game that they also announced back in... It's supposed to be released in 2019. And it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. And they're adding more content, console exclusive content. I have my fingers crossed for. Um, I'll chirp for that. Lock that sucker in for whenever it comes out. I love that original game. Uh, I'm a kill streak right now, my man. Thank you. Uh, mop up chirping. Then we have Weird West on PC. This is the game uh, from uh, the former head of Arcane, uh, Ralph yeah. Colantonio. They say it's like an immersive sim, but also just a, a weird version of the West. It kind of looks isometric. It looks funky and cool. Um, and they say 2021. Weird though. It's pretty downright weird. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay, take it, Leo. Chirpy, chirpy. 
And that's it for 2021. Hopefully you listening along have been chirping in your car or just uh, listening with headphones on, but just chirping loudly while walking down the street. Everybody give a chirp for the good games coming out this year, huh? Chirp, chirp, chirp. Do we want to run through them all? I have them listed. Yeah, do you have them by person instead of chronologically? Sure don't. Okay. I think it's fun. Uh, to see- I can I can try and do that real fast. Yeah, that'd be great. Road ni- all the, here's all the Leo games. We've got Road 96, 12 Minutes, New World, Lake, WarriorWare, Get It Together, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Lost Judgment, Battlefield 2042, Far Cry 6, Riders Republic, Mario Party Superstars, Neon White, Darkest Dungeon 2, and Weird West. For Kyle... In second place, we have Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut, Psychonauts 2, Fist, uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, Metroid Dread, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Solar Ash, Woot, and is that it? Far Changing Tide. Far Changing Tide, of course. And then we have Hansen, who came away with Artful Escape, Tales of Arise, a little game called Age of Empires 4, a little game called Forza Horizon 5, the Pokemon Remasters, a little game called Final Fantasy First Soldier. Congrats again on that one. Thanks, ma'am. Jurassic World Evolution 2, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, The Stanley Parable, Ultra Deluxe. And I'll have you note, uh, Super Monkey Ball. Banana. Oh, wait, no, I didn't win that one. Damn it. No, That's right. Not. All right. I, I'm, I'm happy. I can hold my head up that year. That's pretty good. Okay. Jeffum, of course, got Deathloop, famously. Kataria Fables, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, Back for Blood, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Axiom Verge 2, Halo Infinite, and Jet the Far Shore. And Diablo 2 Resurrected goes to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, all right. And yeah, for the record, no one's allowed to think or play any of the games that didn't win. So we will not be talking about them on this podcast. It's going to be unfortunate, but you know, content's content. You got to stick with the rules or else everything means nothing, right? Uh, Hanson? (laughs) Yeah. Quick point of order. Oh God, here we go again. There was another game that you skipped over. Oh, Yes, what is this farming simulator? It is a little game called Blood Bowl 3. Okay. (laughs) Which, you know, and that's that's the reason I bring it up, Hanson, because (laughs) back at GI, everyone poo-pooed Blood Bowl 2. I think Mike Fighter once, like, wanted to put it on a top 50 list or something like that, and everyone was so disgusted that he would even... Bring this it is up. the orc football game, for those who it's don't know. It's an orc right, football right. game. It's based on a tabletop game, and it's actually, from a strategy standpoint, it's a really interesting strategy okay. game because right. you're kind of simulating football, but you have a roster of characters which, you know, like, follows through the entire season, but there's, like, permadeath for them because, of, you know, people, orcs die when they're playing football. They must. And it's, it's, it's okay. an actually really cool strategy game that I would okay. want to play the physical version but I want to play the computer version, and I'm not going to stop talking. I know you want to keep on going, Hanson, but we're going to talk about Blood Bowl 3 for the next two and a half hours. So buckle in. <laughs> okay, take it, which 
That does remind me, though, Jeffum. I do not mean to cut you off, but I've been meaning to ask, do you know how this whole thing operates and how we're able to record this podcast? Blood Bowl 3. That's right, which can be found at <laughs> patreon.com slash minmax with two N's. Thanks to everybody who supports us over there. There's a bunch of benefits to unlock, including if you want a little plug for your passion project or small business on this very podcast. We have some new uh, promotions that will be rolling in next week. So just another thank you to the Hello Hyrule podcast. Crypto Zookeeper went over there, jumped on, and said, I will support MinMax. I'll help keep this indie trainer rolling. And I'll point people towards the Hello Hyrule podcast, which is the premier Legend of Zelda Travelogue podcast. In each hour-long episode, we take a deep dive into a new location in the game, starting with Skyward Sword, and discuss the story, characters, and all the tiny details that make up these worlds we've grown up loving so much. So check out the Hello Hyrule podcast. Send a message to those folks. You can find them on Twitter or leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm sure they'd appreciate the support. And support them because they've done a great job of supporting us. So thank you so much to Crypto Zookeeper. Also, thanks to our dear friends at iM8Bit. They want everybody to know that the Tell Me Why vinyl soundtrack is available in the iM8Bit wonderful online store. It is a quilt-themed cover art with tactile embossing. The music's by Ryan Lott, the album art is by Theo Randall, and it does include the digital downloads. So, so many of these great albums on iM8Bit store, it's like, yeah, you might not have a record player. You should, they're cool. I'm happy I got one a while ago. Um, but even if you don't, it's just a great thing to put up as like a little poster in your room up on a countertop, anything funky like that. And then you get the digital download for it. So thanks to our friends at IM8Bit, go support them. You can use the promo code CATFISH, all one word, CATFISH, for 10% off everything under $100 in their wonderful online store. And because they are so generous, each and every week they ship out a prize to a member of the MinMax community just for supporting us even at that $2 tier and submitting a great question. Whichever question makes the show better, we will choose our favorite question and that person will get a prize this week. It is the Nintendo Switch physical edition of Kentucky Route Zero. The TV edition of Kentucky Route Zero, which is all five chapters in there. One of Serial's favorite games of all time. I believe it's his number two favorite game of all time. So you can get the Nintendo Switch physical edition by just submitting a great question. And we're going to choose who wins that here and now in this very episode. But Kyle? Um, yeah, oh. I, just before we move on, can we just, can Kyle, can we swap Kyle out? Are you kind of tired of him? I just feel like I need a fresh perspective, you know? It's like, with Kyle, it's kind of like, we get it, you know? Right, right, right. I was just about to you say You don't that. like procedural generation. You like <laughs> solar ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get it. Uh, yeah, Kyle, do you want to use your little baby bird wings and give us one clap out of here? <laughs> Haley McLean! Hello! Welcome to the MinMax Show! Much better. Thank you so much. Oh, Thanks for so having nice. me. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of like what a half game query reunion. Your old podcast with Leo. It's fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff. Yep. Um, were you ever a guest on that podcast? I was not, and I'm still offended. I was never asked. It was pretty rude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh How man, we didn't think we'd get y'all. You were too good for us. We assumed. <laughs> <laughs> Flattery. There is a fan base for that podcast that is really heartwarming maybe it's just like there's oh. so much overlap with our community but like i was amazed by the amount of Haley and game query love coming in I'm like oh it's about time but like <laughs> do you all do you all miss that podcast oh my gosh every day i literally like i'll text blake every so often just being like what's up we should uh we should do game query today he's like no we can't today sorry i'm like okay later then like it's i miss it every day yeah because how many episodes did you all do 
Oh my god, I don't know. Leo, you were dead, but then you came on like four more times after that. So what, what were we at, like 70? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. That's so fun. But yeah, just for a full history, um, you two were Game Informer interns, coincidentally best friends that happened to start at the same time, <laughs> soon to become best friends. It's weird that the personalities just work that way. So it's, it's very nice to have a little reunion here. Um, and you seem like the best person to answer a bunch of questions from the community, Haley. Oh, awesome. Okay, so we have some good ones here. And I need you to remember your number one favorite. And okay. then we're going to ship that person out an amazing prize. Are you all ready? Okay, here we go. That's Zach good. Killian writes in, says, Hello, Min Max. I'm excited for the Dead Space remake, but it got me thinking, why not just make a new game in the series? With all these remakes, why don't developers create a new entry in a series instead of just a remake? Would we, uh, what's the read on this room here? Would we have been more excited for a new Dead Space than a remastered Dead Space 1? Remastered or remade? Remade. Sorry, remade. I, I don't think I would, I think what's exciting about the idea of starting Dead Space over is you just lose so much of that lore baggage and, you know, we just wrapped up the deepest dive on Dead Space. So I played through the first one for the first time and absolutely loved it. I think it's aged incredibly well. Better than any other game from 2008, I would argue. Um, but at the same time, I would be intimidated if it's like Dead Space colon Awakening, you know, Revelations or something. Like, I would feel a little bit off-put about jumping in. Whereas this is like, this is why they do it, right? Is just so they have the cleanest entry point for as many people as possible. Yeah, I... I think the the answer to the question is that it's a lot, I mean, not easy, quote unquote, but they have the blueprint for a game that they know a ton of people already love. Yes. And that is, that is good. That worked out. And and the to Leo's question, I, I think the thing that makes me hesitate, I, I want to say that I want a new one, but what makes me hesitate is kind of the way that the series changed over the years and they kind of, they wanted to make it more action focused and they wanted to add microtransactions. I don't know that they would make another 2008 style dead space, which is kind of what I want from the series. Just a good, clean, pure experience. But, you know, we talk about it a lot in the deepest dive, but honestly playing through that game, I remember seeing some people on YouTube like, why would you do a remake? Just give us a remaster. And I was like, eh, remake's more fun, right? Playing through that game again, I was like, Honestly, I think a remaster would do it. Like that game is so solid through and through. You could have a big, a big show just for remastering that first game. But if you know the rumors are to be believed, and they were inspired by like Resident Evil Two remake, I think that's kind of a fun framework for them, kind of reworking some things. Probably adding a little bit of voice acting for Isaac in that first game, and like fixing up some of the things that are jarring, which. At first, I thought from a distance that it was going to be cool having a silent protagonist, but going through that game again, it's like, hey, it's it's weird the amount of emotion that they try to squeeze out of that character without him talking. But there's times where he's just like clawing at his own space helmet, like ooh boo hoo hoo hoo. It's like you can't you can't have the emotional drive of the game be from this strangely silent protagonist. I remember that bothering me when it came out. Yeah. I, I personally would be more excited for a new game in the franchise, but them doing it a remake like this um i guess the example of resident evil 2 remake resident evil 2 is something i never really cared about or felt like was for me and resident evil 2 remake being excited by everyone saying it's basically a new game yeah we've added so much that it is a new thing and if dead space were to go that route then it's kind of best of both worlds for yeah. them right because they get the kind of like the nostalgia play and the play for new players and the play for like 
people who weren't sure about diving back in, but there's enough new things to be enticing. Yeah, and and hopefully avoids all those problems that the future installments, like I don't think a remake would be more action focused. It would probably stick pretty close to the tone of the original. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, mm-hmm. Crater writes in and says, hello cohorts and special guest, Haley. I have a three-part query for a special guest, if I may. Part one, could you please shamelessly plug your pet portraits, portraits business? Our, <laughs> our portrait of Yoshi, the goodest boy, is an absolute family favorite, prominently displayed in our living room. Your art is fantastic and needs to be publicly acknowledged as such. Oh, thank you, Crater. That's so nice. <laughs> so what is this? I, yeah, I did. Uh, so when I first started my undergrad, I started doing, like, I painted my aunt's dog for fun. And then she really liked it. And then someone asked me to paint their dog. And then I I did that up until, like, I just recently closed my orders for the first time in, like, eight years, like, the other day, because I'm just too busy right now. But it's been the perfect thing to do, like, with school, because it's, like, you study all day, but then it's it feels like you're doing something different. It's such a podcast thing to do, too. Yeah. You just put on a podcast, like, a video one, so you can glance at it every few seconds. It's been, like, the, the perfect thing. Oh, that's awesome. So if the you know, portrait you did of my cats is front and center in our living room as well. It's so beautiful. I loved painting your cats. Their little cuddling together was so cute. <laughs> so if people are <laughs> desperate for a pet portrait, too bad. There's just no time for you anymore. Too bad. Uh, maybe check in around Christmas time. I usually take some around Christmas time. Okay, there we go. Uh, part yeah. two. Could you please shamelessly plug your podcast, Game and Makeup? The concept is solid gold, and the execution with the wonderful chemistry between you and Mike makes for an incredible piece of entertainment. The Dark Souls episode is a personal favorite of a show that is fantastic and needs to be publicly acknowledged as such. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I'm getting so many opportunities to shamelessly plug. This is great. Uh, <laughs> so Game & Makeup is a podcast I do with my boyfriend. So we both really like video games, and we'd oftentimes just squabble for like hours on end, and we realized that's essentially just a podcast format. Yeah. Like We might as well record it. So the premise of it is uh, we, we have really different taste in games. So I'll make him play a game and he'll make me play a game and we'll swip swap. So he's had really easy ones. I made him play Twilight Princess and Sun- like Sunshine. And that, you know, that's nothing. And he's had me play Dark Souls and Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Resident Evil 4. So I'm getting a, like kind of the short end of the stick. But it's been fun because otherwise they're games I'd never touch. Like I would never have played Dark Souls unless I had a reason to. And it's been really fun. So we just sit down for a couple hours and just like fight about the games, essentially, whether they're good or not. Do you have to play through the whole game? I'm trying to remember. I listened to the Sunshine episode. I'm trying to remember if he, like, finished that game, which that's a, that's a long journey. He didn't even finish Sunshine that much. Like, he got, like, decently far. And <laughs> okay. I, I beat Dark Souls and I beat Resident Evil 4 because I feel like I can't talk about it until I beat it. Right, Otherwise, right. it's disingenuous a little bit, so. You're taking it more seriously. You're the, I'm taking it really yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, you're carrying him on this podcast. Uh, game <laughs> and Makeup is the name of that podcast. Yes, yeah. And... Is it one word or two for makeup? Uh, it's it's two words, but on Twitter, it's just all one word in a row, game and makeup. Okay, gotcha. Um, part yeah. three, are you a lawyer yet? <laughs> this is like an inside joke with game query people, but Blake started it, so I'm not a lawyer yet. I graduated law school, but I have to pass the bar. In, so it's next, uh, next June, I'll be a lawyer. And step one to being a lawyer is to put the bar in quotes. How does that work? <laughs> Well, I live in a, I'm in Canada and I live in a province where we actually got rid of the bar. So it's like a, it's like a capstone program. It's this whole new thing they're trying out on us, which is great. You know, that's great for me. I love being a guinea pig for my career, whatever, but (laughs) it's been good so far. So it's like, it's kind of like a bar, but it's a little different. So I put 
quotation marks because I'm not quite taking the bar. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Crater says, thanks for all the memories. I really enjoyed being able to sing that weird cover song for you guys. Never stop sniping. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Crater. Right. There you go. Uh, Mike Lynch says, Haley, welcome to MinMax. Since Canada is about to open its borders back up to the United States travelers, what would you say is the number one spot in Nova Scotia where you live? Oh man, well we've we've gotten we take COVID super serious here. We've been we're like a little paradise COVID wise this whole time. So we've had really low cases. We had one little influx a little while ago, but they went right back down because we all are so like judgy of each other. Smart. Like, <laughs> so the cases go down as soon as they spike even a little bit. But you know Halifax is great. That's where I am. It's like the biggest city. You know, east of Montreal, everything else is really small. So I would say Halifax. There's tons of stuff to do here. That's like all waterfront based. It's really fun. What do you think is like number one attraction? Like if I was coming to visit and I, I might next week, like where where would you bring me? Do you think? Uh, well, just the waterfront. There's just like a okay. string of bars all along the waterfront that play like old timey maritime music. So it's like kind of culture shocky. It's like. You're not really used to going in and just listening to like fiddles and stuff while you drink, <laughs> and that's really fun. So probably that. All right, that sounds great. Yeah, I yeah. This is probably an oversimplification, but I know we all think like, oh, all Canadians are nice, and I feel like Nova Scotia. It's like I cannot imagine not being nice if you lived in Nova Scotia. Is is am I wrong? Is everyone just very pleasant up there? People are super pleasant. They'll they'll be like. A random jerk but it's like that stereotype kind of rings true we're de- we're usually pretty nice which is a very nice stereotype to have about a group of people yeah i mean we have that minnesota nice thing and it's like i think yeah. we're doing, i think we're doing all right but as somebody who's lived in minneapolis and nova scotia or like minneapolis and halifax for a bit how do they compare do you think Oh, Minnesota has huge Canada energy. Like it was, it was very, like when I moved to Minnesota for a little while, it was, it, people are very similar in the two areas. Like, I guess that's just because you guys are so close to our border. We rub off on you a little bit. Maybe that's why, but yeah, I think it's just same energy, same vibe. I would say. Oh, good. All right. We'll be right at home. Yeah. Uh, Chris Logan says, Hey, been in the horts. Baba is you is a game I adore and would recommend to any fan of puzzle games. But according to my switch, I only played for a few hours before bouncing off. Which brings me to my question. What is a game you appreciate more than you enjoy actually playing? <laughs> this is, this is 90% of games. I think I'm kind <laughs> of in that camp. Yeah, appreciate. Yeah. I would say just most horror games because I can appreciate they're good games and they're made really well, but I'm just too much of a chicken to like stick it out and play that much of them. I just give up. But I know they're good. I just yeah. hate them while I play them. Yeah, right. I think like... I don't know. I guess the from software stuff, I appreciate those and I appreciate the impact they've had on the industry. And it's, I appreciate the fans, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not actually going to keep playing those. Deus Ex games for Ooh, me. It's yeah. like, I should like these. All these mechanics are really interesting and I wish more games did that kind of stuff. I love the hacking and the social elements and stuff, but never, mm-hmm. never really sunk my teeth into it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we were all smarter. It could really sink our teeth yeah. into more stuff. That's the distinction. Uh, Holden Hints. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the Division series is another one. Like, huh. I don't really like to play it that much, but I can appreciate that, like, it's good, kind of. Like, and it's, like, the way you sneak around and, like, the cover-based system's really good, but, like, most other parts of that game I don't really like that much. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Holden Hint says, after playing The Wild at Heart, I realized I love the Pikmin mechanic of having little workers do tasks for you. I know RTS games have been doing that for years, but on that scale, it's just such a delight. With Tinykin and Kenna Bridge of Spirits scheduled to release uh, this year, it seems this genre of games is making a serious comeback. 
What's a one-off mechanic you want to see return into the gaming landscape? One-off mechanic. One-off mechanic. One-off mechanic. Um, I would say, and it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but GTA 5's just switching between protagonists seems like something that, that no one else has ever really done. And I feel like it... It could be really interesting if their stories were more interwoven. Like if you, like if you just had a squad of characters, but they were in different places doing different things, and that kind of overlapped between the characters. Like that could be a really cool idea. But don't you think Watch Dogs Legion is kind of the extension of that? Does that count, Leo? Maybe eh, a little, a little bit. But I would, I, I guess, I would also like to see it where. It was bespoke characters too. Yeah, like, like actually characters with personalities, and it wasn't just filling in as as an avatar for something. Not yeah. just dude with backpack number yeah. seven hundred. Right, yeah. right, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris H says, "Hey cohort, hello. Um, I had a bunch of fun this weekend in the Halo Infinite beta testing. In honor of the beta, what is the most exciting slash best experience you've had playing a game pre-launch?" Best pre-launch experience. I remember playing the Crackdown demo over and over because it was a timed demo with super fast leveling. So I would just do runs where I'd try to max out my strength and max out my agility and try to max out as many things as possible in one run. Yeah. And you had that whole first island to run around. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I was on the Skate 2 demo pre-release because I played Skate and I was so excited for Skate 2. And the Skate 2 demo, you could glitch out. It was also timed, but you had a, were in a, lock, locked in a small park, but you could glitch out and go on the rest of the map, except some of the streets weren't there. So you could like explore what the rest of the map was going to be. Oh, what? That's, fun. That's, That's so, so cool. Weird. That was awesome. Uh, when I was at E3 2017, I got to play Odyssey early and that was super exciting. But what made me like really excited was i i was playing the i forget what the desert levels called but like the girl who was helping me through it you know she was like so pretty and like i was already intimidated by her she's like six foot three like perfect hair and she's like come play odyssey with me i was like okay but it was the jacksy taxi part and it's like notoriously hard you have to do like little skid turns and i somehow did it perfect and she's like you're the best at this congrats i was like oh my god thanks like and i was inside i was like oh, i did it I was so <laughs> attractive person thinks i'm very good at something <laughs> yeah and then we played rabbits afterwards and i was super bad at that so it kind of ruined it but and oh well the nintendo rep actually spat in your face which I thought was yeah, really rude. Yeah, she told me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, who were you covering E3 for when you went? At Twinfinite. Oh, sweet. How like was a, that? a website I worked for for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was uh, that E3 visit for you overall? Oh, it was so fun. I actually saw you, go- I saw you, Ben, I remember that day, and I think I saw Elise, too. Okay. Um, but it was so fun because I really only had, like, five-ish appointments a day, so otherwise I kind of just roamed around and, like, tried to find really small booths where they were, like... You know, they're always the, the cutest and the nicest. They really want journalists to come in, but they can't get enough. So you kind of poke your head and you're like, can I sit in here? They're like, oh my God, come in. And they're so excited to show you. That's my favorite bit. Yeah, yeah. Just to have somebody excited to see you. It's a, it's a To nice see feeling. you yeah. instead of like Bethesda telling you they don't have enough time, go away. Right, right, right. <laughs> List yeah. your five favorite characters from Skyrim. Then you can get in, yeah. <laughs> Did you get to like do any pre-release stuff when you were an internet game informer? Did you get to do any previews or anything that were kind of fun? Uh, I remember... Yoka Mari Night Alone was one we got to see early. That like little huh. horror game that was on PSP and something else. 
That was that was fun. I think that was the only thing though. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you think was like peak excitement during your internship at Game Informer? I probably asked you this when you were on the podcast uh, back in the day when you were leaving yeah. or something. But was there like one moment or something that stands out to you? I remember I wrote like a just like a listicle about the Witcher monsters and like the Witcher Twitter was like this is a good thing this this is great <laughs> and I was like oh but because I love the Witcher it's like one of my favorite franchises I'm like the Witcher noticed me like that was super exciting <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> the equivalent yeah. of a six foot attractive Nintendo rep yeah same thing same energy exact same yeah uh, yeah okay back to Chris's question I'm trying to think like yeah best pre release thing I mean it has to be the Metal Gear Solid two demo. I would imagine just for the amount that I played that, like I enjoy Zone of the Enders and stuff, but I probably play the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo more than Zone of the Enders. Just exploring everything. Just Leo, did you ever play the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo? Or no, Metal Gear Solid 2? I played a ton of Ground Zeroes ahead of Phantom Pain, though. Okay. I was playing that over and oh, over yeah. and watching the kind of funny videos because for some reason they got first gameplay of it they had three hours of gameplay of phantom pain up before anybody else oh wow and i watched it and to be honest i got extremely frustrated because it was 80 percent greg trying to climb up a wall that you couldn't climb and you just run <laughs> along the sheer wall in the desert <laughs> and it's like not be able to see anything because there was glare on the screen or whatever oh. it was not good first gameplay to come out oh, you're just yuck. screaming at your screen yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would treat this game with so much more respect. <laughs> Listen to me, Kojima. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a similar idea, though, of just like learning the systems. And Ground Zero's had enough in there. Where it's like, okay, we're learning the extent of what they've added here, how much crazy details in this packed environment. It, I mean, it's the obvious example, but yeah, it is very Metal Gear Solid 2, just for replayability, figuring out like how much attention they put into tiny details like that. It's crazy. And it felt like I was practicing for it. You know? Right, right. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a fun one to stream at some point for Midmax Plays. Go back to Ground Zeroes. Yeah. Uh, Grizzled Gaming jumps in and says, Hello, Benny Hansen and the Hansonites. Hello. Uh, my wife and I were binge-watching Seinfeld on Hulu before it left. That show has so many iconic moments. I'm curious what everyone's favorite bit, gag, joke, line, or episode is from a show with so many to choose from. My wife and I used these pretzels are making me thirsty as code when our kids were little and generally being annoying. <laughs> That's very good. I hope your kid someday sees that episode and is like, wait a minute. Why do we have so many negative emotions connected to this? <laughs> yeah, Jeff, um, you're a Seinfeld guy, right? Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I guess the lame answer is the contest episode and just how fast Kramer defaults out of that. Slams it onto the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But pretty much pretty much anything with, with Kramer holds up amazingly like i i don't think when the show was on the air i appreciated the physical comedy of what he contorted his body to do yeah boy do i have a youtube video for you jeff (laughs) (laughs) the character kramer (laughs) that's right um honestly i was thinking about kramer this weekend i think about kramer most days but i was thinking about about kramer (laughs) i really was because we have like a, a water bubbler thing um, like at our lake place now and I like put a new water bubbler on there and I was thinking there's this scene where Kramer's just replacing the water what do you call those things? Bubbler? That's what they call them in Wisconsin or whatever. Water cooler? You've established that's what they're called by now. <laughs> okay. Bubbler? Like just the, the, the jug? Yeah but I don't think they're called that in places other than Wisconsin and apparently Nova Scotia. I've never heard that. Yeah I don't think the point is that it bubbles the water though. No the but they do just bubble. come up because the it's point this, is the there's, a, there's an amazing bit of physical comedy of Kramer trying to put a new one on and I was just thinking about mm-hmm. like I'm, I just could not imagine being in the crowd that day 
seeing the sitcom actors like getting drenched trying to like act cool while still putting the new thing on. Hang on. Hang on. Now I'm second guessing myself. Is it a what? Maybe I'm thinking of it's the washing machine scene where he's putting concrete in the washing machine. Is that what I'm thinking of? And it's not a lot. There's a bubbler guy who says he, you can't have any of the soup. Oh, that's <laughs> what I was like, thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's soup is liquidy. Yes, it, yes, yes. There, were, I, I saw an outtake not too long ago that had me crying. And it was just it was Kramer with a bag of golf clubs. And he was like trying to close a door, but he was getting the bag of golf clubs. And they must have filmed it like a dozen times. Yeah. And each time it just got funnier and funnier. But he's like falling down and golf clubs are landing on his head. It's, it's very stupid. But just the way that he manages to do it. I don't know how I think. I think Julia Louise Dreyfus was in the scene with it too, and I don't know how she managed to keep a straight face yeah. while he's killing himself with it. You're right. Those uh, Seinfeld bloopers, always funny. There was like some VHS tape that I had that had a bunch of Seinfeld bloopers, and it was the one of like Jerry Stiller and, and Elaine, and Jerry's just like, so you're saying you want a piece of me? And Elaine just cannot help. She's, you know, Julia Louise Dreyfus, she just breaks down and cries laughing every single time. It's a wonderful show, Leo. I know you're too cool for it. I am sure it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a traumatic memory of hanging out with my friends, age 19, who friends who always adored Seinfeld. And we were hanging out, and they're like, let's watch Seinfeld. And then we all sat there and watched two episodes of Seinfeld, just dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was two episodes, was there just no sound, and the next one kept playing? Yep, we all just <laughs> accepted our fate. Well, this is comedy. Uh, I, I still love Seinfeld. I need to go back and watch them all because it's all a little bit hazy. It was just whatever was on syndication. I watched a couple like l- new as they were airing. It was very exciting. But I think the first Seinfeld that I saw was the one where they go to rent the car. And they rent the car and then the car is not there. And he's like, oh, but I made the reservation. It's like, oh, sorry, sir. We don't have that car. And then he does that whole bit where he's like, the whole point is to hold the reservation. Anyone can just take them. And I remember that blowing my stupid baby mind. He's like, that's, that's the funniest <laughs> phrase. Just anyone can take them. Yeah. And it, it's like his, his comedy is, I think, to an extent, underappreciated because it's not like gut busting. It, it's all just like not intelligent funny. observations. Intel- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Intelligent observations. Yes. And, and the one the one that sticks with me for some stupid reason, I've probably thought of it 10,000 times in my life, is the <laughs> idea that old people should be allowed to drive the, their age as a speed limit. And for some reason, that, that just <laughs> always sticks with me because for some reason, old people are driving slow, but they, they're running out of life, so right, they should be driving right. faster. That's good. For, for some reason, that... I think of that all the time. Maybe the next episode of the Minmax Show podcast can be we run down every Seinfeld bit and then we get to make bird chirp sounds for the bits that we want to remember for the rest of our lives. And and Leo just has to sit there in pain <laughs> as we continue to talk yeah. about Seinfeld. For Uncle Leo more like, am I right, folks? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, do you get a lot of that, Leo? Do people bring up Uncle Leo to you? Uh, a couple times at my restaurant job. Oh, okay. Oh, that seems fun. All right, well, here's a question for you, Leo. Uh, Stephen Woodson writes in and says, Howdy, MinMax, and welcome, Haley. Simple question, how do you define a comedic bit? Please ruin all comedy and define it for us. If you Google comedy bit, the top result is a think piece from 2014. We can do better than that. Also, never stop sniping. Interesting. Uh, What do you think? 
How do you define a bit like as opposed to other types of comedy? I don't know. What is your definition of a comedic bit? A comedic bit, I guess, when you think of a funny angle for something and you decide to see where it takes you, you co- you commit to it. So every chunk of stand-up is a bit. I think so. But then on a podcast, can you have a bit? Does it need to be recurring? Recurring just it, cements the bit in more as a concept, but doesn't need be to a be? Ru- a bit of a running gag. Running gag, recurring think, bit. Okay. You're getting kind of technical I, now. A running gag is a bit. Yeah. Bits. You can say a bit we do is this and it's a running gag. And I think that's still considered a bit. Is a bit anything that is self-contained and a, and silly? Is that the definition of a bit? Is this a bit? This is the worst <laughs> bit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is, is this what Drill Bit Taylor was all about? Yeah. Two hour bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Kyle Silver. Oh, sorry. Did you have more? <laughs> As a student of comedy, I could go on all day. We should just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Silva says, what is the most expensive thing you've ever broken? I once toppled a hanging chandelier with my foot. How the hell? That's impressive. Yeah, I don't know what kind uh. of weird flips you were doing. <laughs> uh, the most expensive thing you've ever broken. Good question. I broke a television. No, with a Wiimote television with a PlayStation Three controller. What? Oh, it's the fakest sounding story of all time. But is I was rage induced. In a way, I mean, oh. yes. <laughs> you were playing rage. I was playing Counter Strike Global Offensive, and I said, "I'm done with this." Probably I was doing too good. Probably I was tired of winning. Uh-huh. And I threw the controller at the ground, and the corner of the PS3 controller hit the ground so perfectly that it bounced up and smashed the TV and it com- completely made it useless. Oh my Can God. Can you reenact the sound you made upon impact with the controller on the TV? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I knew immediately, I was like, everyone's going to think I just threw it at the TV. But that, right. I wouldn't do that. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> did anyone believe yeah. you? I don't know. They mm. all acted like they did, but... Yeah, you can I, never know with people. Uh, Joshua Navalis writes and says alright cohorts let's settle this debate once and for all what video game has the best water level music is it the dulcet tones of Super Mario 64's Dire Dire Docks the otherworldly soundscapes of Donkey Kong Country's aquatic ambience the unsettling horrors of Super Metroid's Meridia or is it something else speak now or forever hold your breath or peace well I think we all know how Super Metroid's Meridia goes Jeff since you're the expert you want to take it away <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, my first instinct was to go for Mario sixty four. Mine's sunshine. Underwater. Yeah, the eel, the eel one where you're cleaning his teeth. That that has nice music in it. You're underwater for that, right? Oh god, that I count? forgot the eel comes back in sunshine. Yeah, I guess. Can we? Let's see if we can pull it up. Sunshine underwater music, like aquatic ambience. I understand that is like a level of zen for uh, at least 40% of the U.S. population, as far as I can tell. Probably just the world's population. So that's really tough to top. But here we go. Underwater exploration. This one? Yeah. It's always peaceful. little flute. One thing I love about video games is like the dumb things that would make no sense to somebody from the outside but everybody knows exactly what you're talking about the idea of like 
underwater music being a definable thing as a bit. It's like, oh yeah, of course underwater music is a concept, but if I told it to my dad, he would vomit, I believe. <laughs> That's peaceful. I don't think that is a bit, but I, I digress. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm going to say this one quick sentence and then digress. I'm a quick digresser. <laughs> it's what I do. I digress. Uh, Dan writes and says, Hey, Min Max, any word on more tabletop coverage? Good question. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it at some point. And it's, th- it's that level of enthusiasm that you can't keep Jeff away from that tabletop coverage. Look, we want to do it. Um, and Te- we're going to get to it. Technically it's- can, because we have a studio now, Jeff. Um, yeah, there's there's this thing called a pandemic that's been going on. Oh, okay, and you prefer um, not to be you. You're on the safe I can't side. I think get my kid vaccinated. He's too right, young right. for a okay. vaccine. Okay, okay. So you so. don't want to invite like a lot of weirdos over to the basement to play some games. Yeah. Okay. Maybe more we'll, tabletop streams online or something there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Another. We'll do. We'll get back to doing recommendations and stuff. There we go. Uh, Doreen. Okay. Doreen, oh, by the way, have you played the initiative yet? I have not. Okay. I recommend that game to you. I know that we promoted it on the podcast a while ago, so I guess take it with a grain of salt, but I would be doing this if we weren't doing that. Uh, it is a very cool little Yeah, like I'm not going to believe you because... <laughs> I don't know. You feel weird as a listener. I just want to be clear. Yes, <laughs> it was on the show as a promotion, but I do think that game is very Well, fun. now I don't know if I can trust you, Oh, Hansen. please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doreen Clyer writes and says, so what's up with people constantly thinking we're having, quote, dry spells of gaming for 2020 slash 2021? Is it COVID or are people actively missing out on how many great games are coming out almost every month? Maybe it's a generational thing where we've become so used to AAA uh, in my best Jim Sterling impression, dominating every month. Uh, I don't know that impression. I'm sorry, I blew it. Uh, what do y'all think? Uh... Dry spells in gaming. Yeah, I, I think this year has been really solid throughout. Maybe there's not yeah. so many AAA games like right now, but there's AAA dry spells. But there's so many good like little nestled in hidden indies all the time, like twenty four seven. Yeah, I don't. I think if you just thought of games, there's not really dry spells. But for the big guys, yeah, there's definitely months where you go like a few weeks and nothing drops. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. there definitely are drier spells though. Like I consider of you know. I like a full-bodied game release calendar mm. that has stuff, you know, from all different <laughs> levels of budget and genre and stuff. And there's always good games coming out, but sometimes, you know, if you only like certain games, you'll feel left out. There you kind of have to search for them, too. Like, I was watching you guys play that storybook game or oh, whatever yeah, Storyteller? Like, yeah. that looks so fun. I've never heard of that before. And I, like, look up games on Twitter all day. So there, I think there's tons of stuff that slips through the cracks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was on the Annapurna yeah. Showcase. And I forget who it was. And forget, uh, forgive me. But uh, they wrote in just asking if we had thoughts on that. Yeah, I talked about the Annapurna Interactive Showcase on MinMax Council, our Patreon-exclusive podcast, um, which you can access to if you support us over there on Patreon. Um, but I don't know if anybody else watched that showcase, but like it was so good, like genuinely the best presentation I saw throughout the entire summer for games. It was just relaxed. Every developer had a little segment. Some of them were genuinely funny. Like I was watching it by myself and laughing out loud at some of them. It just blew my mind how good each little snippet was. And it's just another reminder that Annapurna will not be stopped. And they are just <laughs> apparently the peak of quality in the game industry. I don't know how it happened, but it's mind boggling. Um, Let's see. How do you define a bit? Oh, here we go. Taylor Owens asks, which Nintendo game has the best story? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, number one story? 
Yeah, I think. I, I'll go to bat for that. I know that's a contentious pick, but and Midna alone carries that whole game. She has a character arc that's rare in Nintendo. It's rare for a rare game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's tough because my mind immediately went to, like, thinking of just characters, and so I think of, like, oh, the first two Paper Marios, but it's, like, big picture-wise, mm-hmm. it's not exactly a riveting tale, but, I mean, you'd have to go, like, Xenoblade, right? The first Xenoblade? We can't but, count that. Why not? That's not what this person meant when they said Nintendo game. I mean, I think it technically counts as a Nintendo game, but you're right. You're right. Um, Yoshi's Story, it's right in there. They wouldn't have put it in the title if it wasn't a, a <laughs> powerful a story. tale. Yeah. Yoshi has a story was the original That'd be name. false advertising otherwise. That's true. Uh, yeah. Dan Valone writes in and says, hey, we just recorded a thank you video because he supported us on Patreon. Remember doing that before the show? Do you remember that, fellas? Anyways, uh, Dan says, Hi, gang. If you're in a car and someone tells you to turn the AC down, does that mean, number one, the car is too warm, make it colder, or two, the fan is blowing hard and I'm cold, please turn down the fan? Please note, my wife is always right about everything and I could really use a win with this one. <laughs> this is this is the biggest slam dunk well, I've ever seen yeah, in my you life. Know, if- if he wanted a win, he should have told us which one he wants it no, to be. No, this is more fair. This is more fair. This is a legit this. this is a legit win from Dan here. All right, so number 1 is the car is too warm. Uh number 2 is the fan is blowing too hard and I'm cold. And then number 2. The two. the statement is turn the AC down. Turn the AC down is the message. It is number 2 by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. When is AC ever warm? When is it like, oh, turn the AC on to get cozy? No, he's saying turn the AC down, meaning like turn the temperature down on the air conditioning. But that's the most complicated nonsense. Everybody in Backstage Pass is screaming number two, number two. <laughs> Leo, See, the, you're squinting. Did I mess the, up the logic of this? What? Turn the temperature down means increase right. the air conditioning. Right, but turn the AC down means bring the temperature up. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it gets confused. I think it's more confusing when you're talking about a thermostat in a house because that sometimes happens with my wife and I, where mm. she'll be like, "Turn the thermostat up," which I would t- I would take to mean turn the degrees on the thermostat <laughs> up. Oh god! So that it would get warmer, even though it's the air conditioning. T- marriage sounds difficult. It's all about <laughs> communication, is what they say. You know. Uh, John writes in and says, in the way that arguments tend to start, my wife and I got into a rather exciting debate about the impact of certain fantasy works. I thought it'd be interesting to pose the question to a wider audience. We'll settle any debates between you and your spouse. Just to send them in. That's what we're good for. Uh, the question is, in the last decade, the last 10 years, which do you think has had a larger cultural impact? Lord of the Rings or Skyrim? Haley, is that a Skyrim map behind you? What am I looking at? It's a Lord of the Rings map. Oh, huh? interesting. That's really weird that you thought it was. That is thing. weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna, I say Lord of the Rings, right? Like, come yeah. on. That's got to be Lord of the Rings. But last 10 years, up. I mean, that's like Hobbit oh, yeah. stuff. Wait, Wait, how many years? Last 10 years. Ten. Oh, weird. I, it's Skyrim. When, I, was, when, did, when did Skyrim come out? November 11th, 2011. So exactly 10 years ago. I think I might go Skyrim here. And and this is where I can just pull out the cool hip young person card. But like, you think about the Skyrim memes. You think about the stupid surprise cutting to the intro of Skyrim. There's probably 60,000 Skyrim TikToks going up this very second. People 
getting the Skyrim logo tattooed on their chest. I it's <laughs> memes too, though, you know? Yeah. Born here at the table? Come on. <laughs> the table? A huge, huge Gollum game coming up. All I hear about is the Gollum game. Oh, crap. We forgot to include that in our big it. rundown of 2021 games. Um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is just so much more universal, though. Like in yeah. in Skyrim, you Cultural get a little impact. bleed out from video game culture to like a, like maybe someone's heard a Skyrim meme, but they don't understand what it is. Yeah, but everyone everyone knows Lord of the Rings. But I would argue that yes, but it was two thousand one to two thousand three when the cultural impact shifted. There was the trajectory of society, and then it was bonk, Lord of the Rings. Then it shifted a little bit. Whereas in the last ten years, it hasn't had a huge cultural impact. It's just been there. Is that Do a you think that seeded impact at like it's had that time to like ruminate that that's more influential in the last 10 years of Skyrim that's been more like would, would, we have, mm. would we have Game of Thrones if we didn't have Lord of the Rings first? Yeah, but last 10 years, I mean, that's so if you're counting. Yeah, so the argument, Haley, is everything that's seeded out from Lord of the Rings over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a weird way of looking at it. You might be right. All right, I'll shift it to Lord of the Rings. I like how it. it became us convincing Ben to change yeah. his answer than just answering. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Um, Connor Fru writes in, so this is for Haley. Now that we've all heard the question, has being a gamer changed the way you look at laws? But I want to know, has being a lawyer changed the way you look at games? I read terms and conditions now. Do you really? <laughs> wow. I know what they mean, and it's actually interesting to see what they shove in there. It's actually kind of fun. You read the whole thing? <laughs> Well, not the whole thing. Like, I'll, I'll look through the headings, and if there's a contentious intellectual property bit, I might, like, delve in with a cup of coffee and actually look through it. Like, Warzone updated their terms the other day, and I actually read most of it, and it was interesting. Is there anything that stands out that lay people don't understand? It's mostly just, you know, it's it's interesting, because it's third-party IP rights, I think, is always interesting. Like, what are they taking your data and giving it to other people? Because mm. there's that South Park episode where they... You, you agree to Apple's terms, and then all of a sudden they're all sewed together. Right, it's like, oh, right. you sign this, that's, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so they sneak, like, it's crazy what you can sneak in there, so. Watch Not out. that you have to read them, but it's kind of fun, too. And that's kind of your specialty in law? Yeah, like that and intellectual property are my two favorite things. Huh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That, thank you for being smart and smarter than us and <laughs> dedicating yourself to an interesting field that has taken how many years of schooling now? Uh, it's three and then four right now I'm working, which is like an articling job. So yeah, okay. it's kind of like a residency for doctors. You have to work under like a principal lawyer for a year before they let you do lawyery things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's not so bad, Jeff. You could do this. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Purebred number six says, hey, Ben and friends, what's your most humbling gaming experience? I remember finally beating Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat thinking I was the best on the block only to go online and get smoked in my first match. Most humbling <laughs> gaming experience. I remember uh, early Great Goaty Hunt. I was on booting up Spellbreak before the stream to like make sure it was running good and winning my first match or two. And then booting up the stream, be like, yeah, this game's cool and I'm actually kind of good at it. And then just getting annihilated because everybody wins their first matches of Spellbreak because you're always against bots. <laughs> and, they, and people didn't know that when it first came out. Yeah, that was the great Cody Hunt stream where you had a bit of an emotional breakdown throughout it and really got existential. That famous one. Yeah, yeah. The Hall of Fame for Min Max, I got to say. Um, and it, Leo's the only person to ever be humbled. So congratulations. 
Um, Thank you. Those are really good. Uh, Mason Parker writes in and says, Hey, Ben and the Video Gamers, here's a little game I like to call Best at Their Worst. It's easy to guess which game has the highest rated game Oh, has the highest rated game between rival franchises. But for this, you have to choose which franchise's worst game has the better wow. score, according to Metacritic. Good luck. There's no mobile games, ports, DLC, or collections here based on hmm. pure real games. Like, you know, some side games and stuff, but you, you'll understand the limit. Okay, so you're trying to guess which one has the... which franchise has the worst game, has the better score, meaning the... L- I think that means this is like AC down or up. So we're looking for the lowest score wins. No, we we want the higher. Okay, score, the best right? of the worst. Okay, higher yes. score for their lowest game. Yes, thank you. All right, Silent Hill versus Resident Evil. Jeffum, what do you think? Which game has the higher score for the lowest scoring game? Um, Resident Evil. The answer is Silent Hill Book of Memories coming in on the PS Vita at a 58 on Metacritic, whereas Resident Evil Survivor on the original PlayStation is a 39. I'm very sorry. Uh, I was thinking Resident Evil's had some real turds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Secret I was turds. thinking Silent Hill's had some real turds, too. Plenty of turds to go around. <laughs> uh, Leo, Forza versus Gran Turismo. Uh, have, they're all good. Either of those had weird spinoffs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to guess... Gran Turismo. I'm sorry. Gran Turismo, the real driving simulator on PSP is at a 74 in Metacritic, whereas Forza Motorsport 5 on Xbox One was a 79. Those are still really high. I know. It's a good good franchise. But that was the one that was all microtransaction-y, I think. So that's the one that really tanked it for the reviews. All right, Haley, this is for you. Okay. Mainline Mario or Mainline Sonic? This feels like a trick question because Sonic has some huge stinkers that okay. I know get. Okay. But where's a Mar- what's a Mario that was really bad? Uh, but what even is mainline Sonic? You know, mainline. One, two, and three? <laughs> uh, Sonic, know, doesn't Sonic go six? Didn't that just get obliterated on Metacritic? I'm going to say Mario, and this isn't a trick question, and... That's the right answer. It is Mario. It is not a trick question. Okay. The lowest scoring mainline Mario is New Super Mario Brothers 2, which is a 78. And then Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric, the Wii Sonic U edition, Boom, that's what it yep, is. is a 32 on Metacritic. It's mainline as it gets. Uh, Jeff, is this dumb? I kind of want to do like the deepest dive on New Super Mario Brothers 2. Like a game that barely anybody has ever talked about, but wouldn't it be kind of fun to like just talk extensively about the, the level design Super Mario Brothers 2? Sure. All right. Jeffem's on board. I, I, I don't know how long that conversation would go. Yeah, you're right. Probably for you. Like, 45 minutes. I don't know. You, you jumped over a big pit onto like a little platform. Huh. Remember that one? No, 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 no. Not that little platform. The one where it's kind of like there's a tree on it. Oh, I can yeah, tell yeah. you're thinking about the wrong platform. <laughs> uh, Jeffem, Call of Duty versus Battlefield. He's thinking very hard. I don't know what about. I'm going to say Call of Duty. I'm sorry. Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified on the Vita is a 33 on Metacritic compared to Battlefield Hardline, 71. I'm sorry. All right, Leo. It's it's those damn portable ones Mm -hmm. that get you every time. Every time. (laughs) Leo, we got GTA versus Saints Row. Oh. 
of Saints Row is higher. Correct. The original Grand Theft Auto ported to the Game Boy Advance is a 68 on Metacritic. Uh, compared to Saints Row 2, uh, which is a 72, apparently. That's the lowest rated of the Saints Rows? Yeah, apparently. That's wow. wild. Pretty good. They I were making... At some point, Volition was making a portable, like a Saints Row game for the PSP. And I thought it was really cool. They just went on like the studio YouTube channel and showed off like, hey, here's everything about our Saints Row game. I like it when studios just say, F it. We'll show you everything we got. Um, yeah. All right, Haley, Rock Band versus Guitar Hero. Oh, um, how many side? They did Rock Band Beatles. They did Rock Band. That was good, though. It's very, uh, good. very good. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Guitar Hero. It is Rock Band. Lego uh, Rock Band's the lowest scoring on the Wii. And Lego? 70. Yep, yep. What is that game? Lego Rock Band? It's actually kind of cool. That. It's a bunch of like family-friendly songs, and the notes coming down the track are actually like little Legos coming down. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And I remember it, was, it stood out to me as, um, the, I think the first time maybe I visited uh, Traveler's Tales and TT Games over there for Game Informer Cover Story trip. Um, I remember talking to like the head of TT Games, he was making that point of like, oh, everybody just accuses us of only doing games to promote the sets and stuff, and it's all just some big thing. But he's like, look, we did Lego Rock Band. Like, we weren't promote, promoting Lego sets in any way. That was just pure for the love of the game itself. And it's like, ah, that's true. We have one, like, one case in point. One example. One example. Um, but then the lowest is uh, Guitar Hero Van Halen on the Wii. Got a 50. I'm very sorry to Van Halen. Okay. Uh, all right, Jeff, and last one. Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Street Fighter? The answer is Street Fighter. The lowest there is Street Fighter EX3 for PS2. Got a 64, whereas Mortal Kombat Special Forces on the original PlayStation is at a 28. Wait. Very low. Um, all right, that's it. Thank you so much, Mason Parker, for writing in with that game. Um, Haley, what jumps really out fun. to you as the best question of the week here? I liked the pre-launch exciting story. I thought that was mm. fun. It's a tie between that and the game we just played for me, honestly. I think I'm leaning towards the game. Okay. Jeff, yeah. I'm Leo. How y'all feeling? The game was good. The Lord of the Rings versus Skyrim one was interesting. That is interesting. Can we talk a lot more about that? Yeah. That's true. Jeff, I'm, what are you thinking? So I like the Lord of the Rings one, too. Okay. Haley? I can sway to Lord of the Rings one because I agree that one was really good too. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Then we'll give it to John. Congratulations, John. Uh, I'm not sure who won that debate between you and your wife. Uh, one of the two this week, but you now are the winner of Kentucky Route Zero on the Switch. So congratulations and thanks to I'm 8-Bit and everybody can help, th- uh, help thank I'm 8-Bit by going to the store and using that promo code who could forget what it was? It's unforgettable. When you go to their store, you just have to type in catfish, all one word, for 10% off. Uh, now it's time for something we like to call Get a Load of This. Okay, Haley. Pressure's on. This needs to be very good. Do you, uh, you don't need to go first, but you can if you want to. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, okay, so get a load of this. Nice. Purdue University took too many freshmen it took the most freshmen that they've ever taken in in 40 years apparently so they don't have enough beds so they're taking all the conference halls and just it's like a prison and they just have the dressers are the separators for the room and they're 
filled with beds. I have a picture I can drop in the chat. Oh my god, yeah, there's link links below for all this stuff. Which university is this? Purdue. Purdue. Where yeah. is that? I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> I didn't look it. I didn't look it up. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I'm gonna say North Carolina or something. So it's just like the worst possible housing. Yeah, so someone on TikTok posted it being like, look where I'm going to university this year. And, you know, Purdue said, oh, well, this is only going to be for a little bit of time. And actually, students love it because they become such close friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Go sleep uh -huh. in the foxhole. You guys will really get along. Uh, Indiana, apparently, is where Purdue's at. Uh, that sounds miserable. If you and guys showed up to your first day and you'd already like you're excited to go to university, would you leave if you saw that was where you're sleeping? No, I think I'd be kind of excited about being such good buddies with everybody. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, I think I'd think i be on board. It's already a weird adventure. Like, I feel like they could have lit my clothes on fire the first day I showed up at college, and there's already so many so many new sensa sensations and feelings, you know, that it's like, eh, whatever. What, how how yeah. weird could this get? It's all just... Think about the alarms, though. All the yeah. guys that get up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. Oh, God, that's true. Yeah. I did get crammed into what they called a four-person suite in my dorms at the University of Minnesota, and then you get there and it's like, when you see that in an email, it's like, oh, I get to, I was upgraded to a suite. This is going to be great. And it was just like a tiny room that they crammed four people into. And we had like two oh, bunk yeah. beds. And so it was. But they called it a suite. Yeah. So, so that's the catch. Yeah. That's what Purdue has to do, I think. Just call it sweet. Mm. Uh, Jeff, you got one? Yeah, get a load of this. Um, full disclosure, this one was also shared in the get a load of this Discord. Thank but I had already honest. picked it. Okay. And it's a great one. Uh, it's a YouTube video from NBC's Olympics coverage, which I'm not a huge fan of to begin with. But uh, it's the video is called Top High Jumpers Decide to Share Gold in Instant Classic Final. And it's basically there is an, an athlete from Qatar and an athlete from Italy. And they were, you know, they take turns doing these ridiculous high jump bars. And neither of them missed a, a jump the entire time, which I think is what the tiebreaker normally is until they got to a, a level that neither of them could do. And so they called them both over, and, the, and they were both cheering each other on the entire time, too. It was very good sportsmanship. But they called them both over, and they were like, look, you can either do a jump off where you will go down to a lower level, and you'll, you'll do it, or we can just call it a tie. And the, the guy from Qatar kind of looks confused, and he goes, so two golds? And, and the guy said, yeah, that's, it's possible. And the two, the two athletes just looked at each other and they kind of nodded a little bit. And then they started hugging and they freaked out like anyone who's like, has ever, no one's ever been more excited to win a gold, but they were, they didn't care at all that they were sharing it. And yeah. they were both crying and rolling oh, around awesome. on the ground. And it's just the nicest moment of sportsmanship that you'll ever see. <laughs> that's a great moment. Yeah. Link below if you want to see it. Um, let's see. For me, I heard um, in the news last week that apparently next year, I think it's next year, um, the that Arthur, the TV series, is coming to an end, which blew my mind because I'm like, Arthur's still on the air? They're still making new episodes? The Aardvark? The lovable Aardvark. <laughs> the very same. Yeah. Oh my I God. Said, I used to watch that show at lunchtime every day when I was like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. So They're I, still going? What? Yeah. So I saw this and then I said, hey, what are the longest running animated shows of all time? And you think like, okay, The Simpsons, uh, you got some other ones up there. Then came across this German show called Sandmansion. I'm sorry for my pronunciation, but it means Little Sandman. Uh, Leo, guess how many episodes 
they've aired of Little Sandman, this stop-motion animated series from Germany. Stop-motion? Oh my god, mm-hmm. that takes time, too. Mm-hmm. 100? 100 is Leo's guess. The answer is 22,200 episodes. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Like, it started in, I think, the 50s, and with West Germany and East Germany, they had two different versions of the Little Sandman animated show, and then when Germany united, uh, apparently the East German version, everyone's like, oh, this one's a thousand times better. So it just completely annihilated the West one. And that one just like ceased to exist. And then the East German series has continued to this day. Like they're on what? 61 seasons of the adventures of Little Sandman. 22,000 episodes. The Simpsons is at 700. And we're like, how are they still coming up with new ideas? It's absurd. The fact that it's stop motion blows my mind. It, doesn't it take like 60 poses for a second? Yeah. And I was trying to find like, is it still stop motion? Because YouTube is just scattered. I saw some animated stuff in here, but. 22,000 in 61 seasons is 360 episodes per season. Oh my God. <laughs> Leo, maybe it was a typo on Wikipedia, but that <laughs> is what they said. So everyone needs oh to go God. watch Little Sandman. Uh, let's see, Leo, you got one? Uh, yeah, get a load of this. It's a few months old, but I didn't know about it, and it's been life-changing for me. Uh, Oculus Quest, you can always link up to your computer, and you have to buy a special cable to do it to play your PC games, but not no longer. Under the experimental features, the settings in your Oculus app on PC and in your Oculus Quest headset, you can just turn on something called Air Link, and it is completely effortless to just stream your PC VR games over Wi-Fi to your headset if you have good internet and it's I just don't notice any lag at all pretty much wow it's wow. amazing it's made it so easy to play VR games without cables which I adore being able to crouch down and do all the stuff that was weird with my sensors on my old rift yeah oh that's awesome what a fun little fact um Jeff cool. did you pull one from the community in the discord yeah get a load of this okay uh, it, this isn't a fun one but it's from Nick Nick from Atlanta, and it's uh, the Kotaku article that's entitled What Really Happened at That BlizzCon Paddle, According to the Woman in the Video. Oh, and yeah. They, they, they tracked down the lady who had asked that question and got booed by the audience and kind of she recounts, she kind of walks people through what it was like then and what it's been like since and has a lot of thoughts to share that were really interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Click through. Check it out. Um, Haley. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm sorry it took me so long to think of, oh, of course, Haley should be on the show. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, <laughs> would you like to plug anything uh, that you haven't plugged already? Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. I already got to plug at the top of the show, so that's great. Um, I'm Haley Fax on Twitter, and I guess just Game & Makeup on Twitter. We just dropped the Resident Evil 4 episode today, actually. Ooh, nice. So that's, on, that's on YouTube. And that, that was a really fun one, because as much as I hated it in the first four hours, I like loved it ish in the last 10 so i didn't think i was gonna yeah so it, it made for a good podcast it was fun oh awesome that's great mm. um let's see on MinMax's side of things we have the dead space deepest dive that's live now on youtube if you want to unlock the podcast version of the best most thorough discussion about dead space one on the internet you can always support us on patreon and help support the format moving forward um we have trivia tower returning this month um it looks like it's going to be monday august 16th 
Uh, Monday, August 16th in the evening will be uh, the next competition for Trivia Tower. So you can support us at any tier over at patreon.com. Max with two N's. You can compete in video game trivia to win uh, an Asteroid 40 headset and a bunch of free game codes along the way. Um, and we'll announce the special guest very soon for that. Also, we have the grand finale for the Lord of the Rings commentary. Because it's the most uh, culturally influential thing of the last 10 years, we've been doing a big commentary track for all of them. Leo joined Ronnie and I for the first. Uh, Ronnie's my old childhood friend and all this stuff. Jeffen was there for Two Towers. And for Lord of the Rings Return of the King, we are having an E3 King return by having Jeff Cork uh, join us at the table for an in-person commentary track. And uh, it's basically just like a really long podcast about Lord of the Rings and several other things. Um, yes, Leo? Yeah. <laughs> you some... said about Lord of the Rings, and I might have had an issue with that, but you went on. So yeah, all right. We mix it up. But they're long versions of commentary tracks because these, the these are the extended editions. So if you want to unlock the podcast version of the commentary tracks and just listen to it like a Lord of the Rings podcast or watch the movie alongside of us, you can do it by supporting us over on Patreon. We recorded those all as a big thank you to folks for uh, when we hit 2,500 supporters on Patreon. So I hope you all have been enjoying it. It's been uh, an interesting journey along the way. And we'll say goodbye to all of our friends uh, this week as we release it probably on Friday or maybe Monday of next week for Return of the King. Um, all right. Thanks so much, everybody. Jeff, thank you for being here. Leo, thank you for being here. My pleasure. You're welcome. There it is. And thank you to everybody at the Thank You Crew, the $50 tier over there on Patreon. I'm talking about Hello Hyrule Podcast, I Am 8-Bit, Fixture Gaming, Mirko Rico Torreno, Beaten Down Brian, Zachary Pliggy, Andrew Ukerwitz, Joar Hello, Mark Seliga, PrettyGoodPrinting.com, Connor McKay, Ludwig Roque, John Higby, Best of the Rest Podcast. You know who's coming up next, Leo? Hit me. Andrew Vala, Logan Krause, Spiral in Your Eyes, Drew Warrenus, Clint Farley, Spider Dan, Purebred Number Six, Star Killer, Steve Bamdad, Slick Nick, and Pretham Yarla Gada. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Be good, have fun. Let's go. Yeah.